Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, my love. I can't wait to see you on Friday. Kick this ball guy out of here so we can do a real show. Get out of here. Just kidding, Frank. I'm going to miss you on Friday. You sure about that? Yeah, I'll miss you. I got Hannah, though. I can have Fernando come. No, 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 no. We're good. The best part is that Hannah doesn't disappear on Fridays anymore. Now, I finally, it'll be the first Friday I have Hannah. Is it the first Friday? Yeah, You've never is. come in on a Friday. You've always had to work Fridays. That's true. It's a party. Frank, she can't be my work wife, but boy, oh boy, well, we got to find a name for her. Because this, this, this is a good good synergy I have here with this young lad. I just don't want Amanda getting mad. because I, I, And she has a dad. Her dad doesn't need to hear me saying uh, like my daughter. She definitely fit in well. I have a lot of daughters and sons here at Slam Radio, so I don't need that. I don't know. I, I, I always like the godfather thing. So then she can be your goddaughter. Yeah, we could do that. Like, I really love the connotation of that. So why? So she can be the goddaughter. You think that that really fits in? Yeah, why not? It always fits in with you. How did I figure that? It always fits in with you. But you know there's a process to that. You can't just make yourself the godfather. You know that, right? There's a ritual to this. There's rules. You gotta go by. <laughs> From the old country. It's not just like that. So like when Ariana asked me to be her godfather, she asked me to be her godfather. So in a radio sense, I'm already your godfather, mm-hmm. right? Because we know, we learned that a lot from our friends here in South Florida with Luke and Pitt and Laz. I'm going to have to stand godfather to another young person in the business. Oh, but it does feel like having a work wife. I ain't going to lie to you, but it's cool. She only, brings good energy. Only because you spend that many time, hours a day with her. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. And then we go home and we laugh. Like, I'll recap the show over dinner and we'll just laugh. Yeah, no, we... No, I laugh too. I'm not We die laugh. laughing. So, you know, I almost came in here with a Band-Aid under my... Wait, I haven't gotten to business yet. It's Tuesday, January 5th, 2021, and you're listening to Good Morning Amigo right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, we, yeah, got, yep, we got listeners everywhere. We got people who love us, right? Uh, I know London for sure. Oh, who else? yeah. Who else loves us? My mom. Oh, yeah. Mom's <laughs> a big fan. Rumor Shout has it. Hannah's mom. Yeah, Hannah's mom is, is, has become quite the fan. She really has. She likes it. She only likes the show for one reason, though, Frank. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the right reason. You think? It's definitely not for us. Yeah, no, not us. To hear us, she's we probably don't know a, her from Adam. A, yeah, no, not just that. She probably just—I don't know. She survives us, is that what I would think? Hey, shout out to my Sweetwater brother, Nary Sands. You, you ever, you ever heard of him? Who's I, that? I hope I said his last name correctly. Is it S A N S? S A E N Z. He's a comedian. You know those? I don't know. I don't know if I know who that is. Yes, go look him up. It's Nary Sands. Science. Science. The name, Science. So, the name sounds familiar. Yes. He's from Sweetwater. He's a Miami dude. And he's pretty darn funny. So I don't know if he's listening or not, but if he is, I want to give him a shout out. No, actually, I don't know who this is. Yeah, he's a comedian. He does stuff at the improv. I already told him about my bucket list thing. 
don't think I could survive in stand-up, but I'd give it a try. I don't think I'd crash and burn as badly as I did for DJ Loud. You trying to do stand-up comedy? I would do it once. On. It's on my bucket list. Who do you think you are? You should that we're get, we should contact the only in day people so the next time they do one of these comedy things, you can be one of those people. Oh, they're tough critics. I'm not gonna survive that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I make that one. They have a special kind of funny. I, I gotta go watch that. Like like, this is a bucket list thing. I'm not trying to embark on a co comedy career. Then again, there's a, there's a comedian that was in that lineup that I think is not that funny. So I think you'd do better than wow. him. Okay. I'm not going to out him, but yeah, don't, don't, don't do think that. he's funny. Yeah. That's okay. Plus, I rely on Hannah to be funny. Hannah makes it easy for me to be funny. You know, I don't think that I'm a funny person. I know you're not. You make me funny is what I said. You're not very funny. Amigo's funny. Okay. Unless you're funny. talking about, you know, that you don't have a guy or something. Then it gets funny. People start laughing at Yeah, that, that's, I don't know. So you know we're going to have T-shirts of this, right? You do realize it's I a show so. thing. We're not selling them. We're no, no, yeah. But but we're going to have T-shirts of this. Of what? No, there's no guy. Oh, she already has a shirt. Yeah, but she made her own shirt. That's a she custom. She had to be a diva. That's and a had custom. That's a no, custom. No, this is, this is going to be standard. So I don't know if we're going to put the slogan and then our names in the back, or we're going to put Good Morning Amigo and the slogan on the back so they're all uniform. I like all uniform. Yeah, I like all uniform. I like all uniform. So what do you like, Frank? Do we just put the no, there's no guy? Or do we put good morning, amigo, and then no, there's no guy in the back? No, we have to put good morning, amigo, and then no, there's no guy in the back. That's what I say. Because it has to, it has to identify where it's coming from. So it's what color amazing. should the shirt be? Let's, so, so she said it in a very salty way. So would it be a white shirt to commemorate the saltiness of her comment? White's good. White White's good, good right? Yeah, so. it is. I have a better idea. What's that? Why don't we do a good morning, amigo shirt, and then we do multiple quotes that happen on the show. You know, like, we can do, like, of course, the no, there's no guy. There's no guy. And then we can obviously do. And I'm the godmother of her son. I love that one. Of oh, course yeah. you love that one. It's the only one you got on me. I know. And then we can, and, <laughs> and then we can get, like, Billy Corbin, Bancombite or something. We have different quotes that have happened during the show. I, I think this could work. I think that's a better idea. Instead of just kind of like solidifying the no, there's okay, no guy. Okay, but I will say the middle one has to showcase no, there's no guy. No, no it the has, showcase one has it, to be it, no, there's fact, no guy. In fact, it creates... So it like you can do a soundbite hall of fame for the show, Frank. You can do them with different fonts and different bold. So like, no, there's no guy can be a little bigger font with bold, and then like maybe I'm the godmother's son. Since yeah. it's in law, it's a longer statement. You can make that not bold, and then maybe a little smaller of a font, and then you can do different things, you know. And then with soundbite hall of fame, we got to create a slam Something radio like soundbite right. hall of fame. Right. And this year we introduced just a couple of soundbites featuring hers. And then, of course, uh, the godmother of, like, that one I'm not going to be able to live down. So maybe that makes I'm the whole thing. godmother of her son. Yeah. That one is gold. That one is radio gold. That one's not. Uh, there's also. That one's very good. Like maybe we go three just because. But remember, we have some golden ones. We have some amazing ones, actually. We have some amazing ones. It's good Thanks. to see the kids back. I got to be honest with you. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Well, that one's not going to work, Frank. That one's definitely not going to work. That one's <laughs> going to get like 20% of the vote in the Hall of Fame voting. <laughs> that's not going to work. The laugh is good. The laugh doesn't work, though. But the laugh doesn't work. <laughs> How do you type that? Super necessary might play around with Hall of Fame votes. It was super necessary. Yeah. Super necessary could possibly start, you know, shaking the cage, no pun intended. Call me. Oh, wait a minute, Steve Ballmer. The MPP. 
Steve Ballmer might have a couple. Like he has so many that unfortunately they like they they beat each other, so he can't make. That's it. why we're here. Ooh, today. that's a good one. No, but this is the winner. Oh, the MPP. You like the MPP? Yeah, because it's just the MPP. So unless you're a fan of the show, you don't necessarily understand. And it's a conversation starter. So when people's like, "Hey, shouldn't it be MVP?" But like, no, no, it's Steve Ballmer, MPP. That's all it is. It's Steve. Steve Ballmer. You don't think we can win some ball games this year? Woo! So many good ones there, man. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> Woo! Hannah, so a guy at the bar walks up to you, and he kind of has that demeanor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, but then your girlfriend comes whispering, like, yo, he's worth $7 billion. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I cool. I cool. Ask for a drink. <laughs> Snuggle Work. up to him. Yeah, yeah. Work. Work. Off-season, off-court, work, oh, work, yeah. work, oh, work, work, work. Oh, this guy's special. He's one of a kind. The MPP. I don't know, Frank. We could have fun with this. We always need content for the show. God knows we run out of it all the time. I think this is a great idea. This is one, probably one of the best ideas. So the shirt is great, but I think the assembly of the Hall of Fame of Soundbites is fantastic. Yeah, I like so that idea. So we, we have to figure on a day. We got to find a day that's, that, that makes sense. And I, I don't want to wait too long. So... Let, like, is there a day in January that we can somehow link to make it funny for our Hall of Fame? Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, nobody cares about the day I was inducted into Flag Football Hall of Fame. That's a dumb reason. I'm talking about something that makes sense. Yeah, don't whisper that in my ear. That's a bad idea. <laughs> he knows I have, like, radio Tourette's. You say something in my ear, I just say it. You're like uh, Ron Burgundy. I, yeah, I have to shut down my brain sometimes. I don't think because sometimes I think, therefore I say. That's a problem. <laughs> Welcome to 2021, and I am Larry, the Amigo Miguel. And that's what you're going to get from me this year. Is Sir, why are you saying that to me beca specifically? Because you look Chinese. That's why he said it to you, honey, okay? Yeah, Comes that's from it. China. Uh -huh. So I uh went out and went with the honey. Oh, boy, politically incorrect Tuesdays here. Yeah, buddy. Uh-huh. I'm trying out for Mr. Sands here, if I even said his last name correctly. Maybe he thinks I'm funny. He'll call me. Yo, you're ready for Monday Night Improv. Maybe the what's funny is how not funny I am. So they'll laugh at the fact that I'm trying to be funny. Probably, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just hope you don't get booed off the stage. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Why? I'm knocking it off the bucket list. I think it's better off if you. Well, you load the place up with your friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the only way to do that. That's the only way to go around that because you don't take rejection well. So you gotta go make sure that the crowd. You don't take the rejection well. Hold on a second. 15 years to get the hell out of my face. That's not taking rejection well. I didn't you stop. You don't take rejection well on the spot, on the moment. Why? Just because I got mad that there's I screwed up for DJ Laz? There's a difference of there's a difference of not taking rejection well over time and trying to prove yourself. And then there's that moment that you get that no, and it's like running into a wall, and you're like, what do I do? The yes, first nine ends knows. the DJ Laz. I'm gonna sell this control. I'm done DJing. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> Are you trying to mimic me now, too? That's not very funny. No, I think that's exactly what you said. I didn't say... Yeah, pretty much in your mumbled voice, under your breath. I don't appreciate this. I don't know who I think I am. I take umbrage to this attack. I feel it's unsolicited. Bro. Yeah, we're going to have to recollect on that. I'm going to have to figure this out and come back at you. I hope you're not upset. No, not. I hope you don't feel upset about what might happen. Not. I'm just looking out for your feelings at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking out for you. I'm looking out for your feelings at the end of the day. All right, so I'm not going to do it then. I, I, you can do it. Just let's make sure you have the right crowd in I'm there. I'm not going to do it. You know, we <laughs> never talked about Steph Curry scoring 62 points the other day. And yesterday, he hit 30-something. So he's just on a tear, right? Uh, he's, 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 got like 94, he finally, he's got like 94 points in seven quarters. If he finally decides, 
you know what? All I'm going to do is shoot. If he, oh, if Harden's going to do this, then so am I. Couldn't he out Harden Harden? Shooting wise, I think he's so. a better shooter than Harden. I think he's, of course he's a better shooter than Harden. Harden just takes more shots. Harden never had a shot he didn't like. But when Harden's on, Harden's on. So, hey guys, I did want to start the show by saying we have so much to get to, so many topics. Later this hour, we're going to hit some trending topics with Hannah. Time out. Did you see the Steph Curry no. warm-up video with the Warriors? That they put, it was a five-minute clip that they put on Instagram, and he hit like 123 pointers 105 three-pointers in a row. That's ridiculous. Who does that? So, yeah, so he is a better shooter than Harden. Who? I get it. It's warm-ups. But does, no, 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 no. It doesn't no, no, matter. No, 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 no. I, I, listen, I dare you. That's automatic I'm going to give you paint. You can shoot in the paint. Obviously, if you play basketball, you're going to win this bet. But you're not a basketball player. You're just a recreational shooter. I'm going to give you a ball. I'm going to say you can go ahead and shoot it from wherever you want. You just have to make 106 in a row. The moment you miss, you lose $100,000. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So he just made 105 from three. Unless it's the layups. And I still don't think I'll make layups 106 in layups in a row. I'll let you. You can take all the layups you want. <laughs> I still don't think I'll make hit. 106 Because there's going to be row. one or two that I'm going to hit it on the wrong spot, and it's not going to go in. So imagine making 105 straight three-pointers. I don't care if they're warm-ups. I don't care if there's some sort of dots pointing at where he has to shoot so that it goes in the same way every time. It's 105 straight three-pointers. That guy's ridiculous. That guy's ridiculous. So much that we have to get to today, Hannah. Are you ready for your trending topics segment? Yeah, I'm you ready. Are, you really are. You see, we're, we're going to talk about trending topics. <laughs> we're also going to talk about the idiot who drives a shell gas truck in Miami Lakes and almost created a scene for the news. Worthy for the news, Frank. Bro. Full of gas, he almost hit. Yeah. Milian almost blew up this morning. You, oh, no. no the, the gas station almost blew up, and then I blew up on the guy. <laughs> I had to take a picture at the placard, and a little bit later, we're going to be calling Shell. Um, on, on the, the air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you, welcome to 2021, and <laughs> I told you. All I know is I said, I warned you. I text the both of you beforehand. I hope you're ready for what's about to happen. So it's going to happen. We're going to call this shit. I'm going to get the number. We're going to call it on the air. You know why? Because the, the calls are recorded on their end, right? Yeah, it's true. Either way. So if they make a disclaimer in, an, in a recorded, when they come on, I will disclaim saying that it's a recorded conversation as well, because it is. So I'd like to tell you that you are on a recorded line. This should be fun. And then I'm going to go ahead and submit my complaint. I'm gonna go ahead on the radio. I'm going to go ahead to go Indeed and submit my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Same. What, you think I'm going to get in trouble for this? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, but... Oh, no, we've got to interrupt the segment. Here we go. Here she is. <laughs> There's her walk-up song. There it is. I love it. I love she it. gets a walk-up song. She's earned it around here. 
It is OGM. Patty Tarachea. Good morning. She says we brighten her day with her walk-up song and our smiles and our energy. Woo! You too, Patty. Take care. I, you know what I love about Patty? She's from my own neighborhood. So we got that whole Westchester thing going. Like it's all about the Chester, but how about that Wachete, baby? Woo! The Wachete in the house. I, that's that's right there with Brooklyn. You know that, right? Like it's Brooklyn and my whole Wachete thing is a big deal. Oh, I know what that song means. You're hearing Ladies Night. That's our cue. It's time for our trending topic segment with Hannah. What's up, Hannah? What's trending? What's trending? What isn't trending today, actually? Good big question. day, huh? Yeah. Talk to me. So today we're starting off with The weekend. So I don't know if you've heard or not, but he revealed he's going to release a new album, and it's going to be about Black Lives Matter and the coronavirus pandemic. How do you feel about that? You know, I like The weekend better when he's heartbroken. <laughs> so let's just stick to the <laughs> Whistle, sad please. music here. Whistle, please. <laughs> Yes, me too. I, I, I saw that on our notes. And what is it you youngsters say, Gigi? Is it called cringe? I don't think she heard it. She's not paying attention. She's not yeah, paying attention. I believe that's what is it that is. what it's called, cringe? Yeah, she said yeah. Yeah, she said yeah. Okay. I'm trying to incorporate you in the show, Gigi, you know, since you're part of Slam Radio as well. She's like, hey. Hi, hi. That's a little. Can we not? Like, Yeah, can we not? That's maybe. a little extra. Yeah, but I hold on, what if the tunes are good, though? You know they're going to be good. I mean, but if they're just talking about the coronavirus and BLM, I mean, how much of that can you necessarily listen to? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather read a freaking history book at this point. And people kind of get listen to music to get away from stuff, not necessarily exactly. to keep on continuing harping on the drama that's been going on day in and day out. Exactly. Especially for as long as it's been happening. It's not like this has been going on just for a couple days. This is a big deal. Like, this has been going on for almost a year now. Both, both issues. The BLM thing and the pandemic, because the BLM happened right towards the beginning of the pandemic. Yep. I think this just goes to show also that he's running out of stuff to talk about. So he's just running to those topics, and it's it's weird. See, I like this song better than any coronavirus song. Yeah, same. All right, all right. So I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, he does what he does. What else is cooking? So... The famous Bobby Smurda might be released next month on February 23rd. Wow. Frank, quick question to you. Bobby Shmurda. Oh, I, know Bobby, I know who Bobby Shmurda is, but what did he do? He, he's the he's the son of Mr. and Mrs. Shmurda. I, I guess. I don't think that's his real name, but okay. Well, I, I know it says his name is Bobby Shmurda. One of the Black Beatles, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm going to ask the second question. Don't get mad at no? me. No, it's who not. Who the hell are the Black Beatles? They did that song that like everybody had to freeze or whatever. No, that's not. That's the name of the song. Oh, that's why. That's why I asked. Oh my that, god! Right, so that let's let the song? experts speak. Isn't that the guy that's on that song though? No. Okay, so who's Bobby Schmurda? Okay, have you ever? Okay, I can't say the name of the song. Why? Because it's a bad word. Yeah. I can say it. Let me sh just show it to me, and I can say it. I'm allowed to say it. Okay. Plus, I have funny ways of saying it. So he's been in prison now. How long? Um, I think he's been in since like 2015. I'm being told like 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Cheo, not 10, like 5. Oh, it's 10. No? I don't know. I'm, it's I, I have to one. fact check. They know who he is, though. Yeah, she's trying yeah, to... Like, yeah. she's, she, I go, who's Bobby Schmurda? She's like, he's the guy that didn't snitch on his friends. I'm like, that uh, doesn't explain anything to me. Hot, hot ninja. ninja. He uses another word. No, that song was hot, though. Hot, hot. Hot right? ninja. Remember? It's hot bleep bleep. So what did he do? What did he go to jail for? Maybe exactly not what you, you just said, 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 said,
Yeah. Okay, well, good for you, Shmurda. I don't know who he is. Sorry, guys. I mean, I've heard of him, and I'm sure... That's trending, though? Like, like we, we have to look up who he no, was. No, like, the release has been anticipated for a few years now. I so. understand, but... Okay, never mind. What's next? Okay, so what is next? Let's check it out. It's... Oh, so this is really, really big news. Um, The four suspects of the Pop Smoke murder have been charged, and two of them are facing the death penalty. So we could say that justice is being served. Oof, it's not common these days anymore to be hearing that somebody's actually getting the death penalty, but damn. Right? When I read that, I was like, whoa. So have they been charged? What's... Um, let's check it out. I... What happened there, Frank? I dropped something. What'd you drop? I dropped the ball. You dropped more than the ball. What'd you drop? I, it just sounded like you dropped something. You yeah, drop I dropped my phone. phone. Oh, I dropped my your phone. phone. Way to go, Jitters. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. So two of them have been charged with murder, and then the other two have been charged with one count of murder and robbery. So maybe because they're minors, they got different charges. But that's what I'm reading right here. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, the old man came out today in me, boy. Uh, that song's named Go Loco. Go Loco. Right. So Frank's telling me in my ear that that's the next song. And um, and I almost stood on the table and started bouncing around like an idiot because <laughs> I thought you were telling me to go crazy. Stop. That's why I just looked at you like, why is this part of the show right now? Like, why am I supposed to go crazy? Oh, now I understand why you looked but, at me so confused. But, but I tried to explain to you. You just got like, okay, but I didn't know what that meant. I was baffled by you telling me go local. I didn't rec- notice. I told you if you told me staying alive, I would have known what to do. Fair but, enough. <laughs> go local. I'm like. What am I like? Th- you don't have to ask me twice to go bananas, right? Well, like, actually, if you would have just gone actual bananas, it probably would have been a funny ass out. So I would have fallen out of the chair. But there was no way I was just gonna. So then I looked at you. Then you typed it, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, what do you want me to do?" Oh, next time I'm gonna just put I go absolutely bonkers. This well, maybe if you get it, <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> I think he was thinking about it though, for real. Dude, I literally almost stood on the table. I you should have. Crazy. You should have. I'm, I'm upset like, now that you didn't stand on the table. Well, we haven't even brought our kids in. This I did. You did. They're listening at our shenanigans. <laughs> I am upset now that you didn't stand on the table. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should queue up Go Loco again. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> So now you understand why I got killed. I understand now. Now it makes sense. Okay. That's cool. Live radio, bro. That's the best thing. Things like that don't happen on podcasts. That's not a good thing. Yes, it is. Things like that don't happen on podcasts. No, this this is... This, the, my computer got updated. Everything's a mess right now. Oh, that sucks. Everything's a mess right now. Everything's a disaster. Everything is an utter disaster with this thing. I'm trying to get on here. I can't get... I've been trying to get on here for 20 minutes. It's unbelievable. But a disaster. See, that would have been crazy to go local. Go local. Okay. Go local, boy. And who sings that masterpiece of a... Um, Tyga, I believe. No, it's Young something. I got to go back to it. Did you get a chance to see the pictures of Nicki Minaj's child? YG. That's who sings that. 
Nicki Minaj's child, did you get an opportunity to? I did not. I did not want to bother dabbling in that and entertaining. Why not? Because I didn't want to give it the clicks. Oh, come on, Frank. No, that's ass. your I didn't girl. Want to give it, the it doesn't matter. That's your girl. I told you, I stay within the music, and I don't have to go. Don't worry. To... Don't worry. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take the clicks. You're gonna look at it. You're going to look at this or my name isn't the Amigo. As bro. long as the clicks don't come from mine, I don't Oh, care. look at this. I just want you to see it. Look at this. Uh, here we go. How do you open this big? Uh, let's see where it is. Oh, there you go. There he is. You're sending me this, really? He's a, I'm not sending it to you because then you have to click on it. I'm going to show it to you. You have cameras that can see it. Oh, he looks cute. Oh, he's adorable. And he's dressed like good there, right? Yeah. How much was that fit? I don't know. That's a normal fit, right? Yeah, that's not even. You haven't though. seen the fits that they were showing. The fit fit. The fit fit they were showing. Of course, there's no way. They probably Google said no way. Baby, Fendi, I don't know. Let's see. What was it? What was the child wearing that was ridiculous? Oh, yes. Here it is. Here's one of the outfits the child was wearing. Baby Bling. Shares first photos as son of three-month-old wears $600 Fendi onesie. Whoa. Rolex and chain with nickname Papa Bear. Rolex. No, I didn't see that picture. Rolex. With Hold on a minute. Rolex. On? Why baby got a Rolex? No on? way. Hold on a minute. Why? Forget the six hundred dollars onesie. Just focus oh, on the picture. I want this to come I, out on the podcast. Not, oh, oh. That way you don't get your click. I don't care. I think this is hysterical. Plus, I'm giving the click to UK. That well, probably is so son. much weight on his wrist, though. Really? Holy cow! Look That's at that watch. Right. Whoa! Hold on, forget the Fendi, all right? Forget the whole Fendi thing. Yeah, forget the... Why does the baby have a watch? And isn't the I chain dangerous for the baby? I have one suit that might cost $600, maybe. Isn't the chain dangerous for the baby? Well, that looks like a man right there. Oh, you get caught on it, get tied up, get choked on it, you yeah. know? It's a dangerous... Nor uh, even just the weight for his wrist. That's crazy. I, that baby for sure doesn't lift his left arm. And once he starts lifting his left arm, it's going to be stronger than his right arm. <laughs> They're going to have to put, do some balance. You know, like tire rotations, they're going to have to put the watch on the right hand sometimes. I don't get lately the flex of that, I don't know, the trend of having babies dress up in designer stuff. That's the DJ Khaled thing. So, like, well, in why? my opinion, this is tacky. It that's is tacky. tacky, and I don't, under, I don't agree with that either because baby clothes, oh, you wear it once, and then that's it, you don't wear it again. I feel like people now are just having babies to show off. Like, look at my baby. <laughs> it's cooler than yours. Well, that's what Instagram Papa has Bear, become. Papa Bear, bro. Are you, you got to be kidding me. Papa Bear. Oh, that's what the chain says? Listen, that's what Instagram has become. And I, and I had to mute somebody that I follow uh -huh. because every single one of their posts on their stories is about the babies. Oh. And I mean, I have a baby, and she's a year old too, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. But it's always bothered me. Even from before I had children, I've always been bothered by the person. Not that you like to take pictures and put pictures of your kids, but like you overdo it. And I'll go show you a post today, and I'll okay. go show you again tomorrow, and I'll go show you again the next day, and you're gonna see how how obsessive it is, and how much she's actually doing it. And it comes across a little like, all right, we get it. You have twins. Got it. Cool. No, you know what's extra weird? People that go out of their way and make their children an Instagram account. Have you seen that? I mean, I have. Like I a whole baby has an Instagram. That is you made a bizarre. Family account. I made a that family account. Not comparable. Most of the, no, most of the pictures different. are totally of the different. baby, but the reason why I did it is because since we're doing radio and my account's public, yeah. I don't necessarily want my daughter to be out there like that, and exactly. I still post I, pictures of that's her. That's understood. I have, I have a private account. That okay. is my personal account that is for family and close mm -hmm. friends. That's fine. And obviously, it's, it's, it, I've cut it 50% in the last few months because I've realized 
the hell with everybody? So what if I'm saying my stuff on my story on Instagram? Like, here's what I'm saying to you. Some of you who were in my life and doing the free ride thing, right? I flicked you off a la Brian Cox and I cut you out. I eliminated you. No hard feelings. Get away from me. Take a walk in the park, but get away from me. So with all due respect, with all, it's the funniest thing in the world, Frank, that people who worry about you, they don't come and ask you directly. Then they're not worried about you. They're worried about what's going on. They're not worried about you. Mm -hmm. Worry about me by coming to me and asking me what's up. Not behind my back and asking other people, what's up with Larry? Because you know what you're going to get when you do that? The Brian Cox salute. Right. So I just, I'm not putting my stuff out there, but I'm just keeping it at 100 here. Saying what I got to say. I have that account. I've cut it in half because there's people that don't need to be there. Goodbye. And I have a public account. And if you notice, very little of my kids are on there. Mostly it has to do with what we do here. Yeah. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's plain and simple. And my, pardon my French, my private shit's on my private. And I put the stuff at me DJing and goofing off and laughing at the church lady and whatever. That's how it ought to be. So you have a family account. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's fine. That's understandable. A kid having an account. No, that's weird. Yeah, it's a little extreme. Here's the other one that I think is extreme. Have you ever seen the people who make an account for their dog? Oh, my God. Yes, my wife asked me to do one for Cooper, and I said, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, and they, they like, um, the Negative captions are, like, if the dog is speaking and the baby's speaking. But like, you know what that my means? My mommy says I look good today. You know like, what that means, so right? so cringy. You know what that means, right? What? They need to do, like, Primaric or something. Stay busy. Make some money on the side. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't waste your time doing That's that stuff. That's so weird. Like, like go, go, go sell Tupperware or Avon or something. Does that even exist anymore? Mm -hmm. Go, go do Mary Kay. I don't know. I don't mean to put. It's concerning. When TikTok, <laughs> when TikTok came out, I did an account like for Cooper because I'm like, what else am I going to take videos of? So I kind of try to do some little videos. And he does funny things like uh -huh. when you put the leash on him, like he'll pick it up with his mouth and run to the door. Okay. And I put a little funny music. But that lasted two videos. That's it. There's nothing more interesting you can do with the dog. Like I, I, I found it boring. I just yeah. cut it. I just can't with people acting like if their baby speak and if the dog speaks. Like I just, I get scared when I see those accounts. So is the word cringe again? This cringe. Very cringe. It is. Very cringe. Well, how do you feel about the people that consider their dogs like one of their children? Hmm. No, I think, I think that's I'm okay. fine. I think yeah, I'm that's okay, okay with, with that. I, I, not that I would do that because I wouldn't own a dog. That's why I ask you because but, you don't own a dog. Because like, look, for example, somebody that we know, they took a picture of their baby and or their family picture, and then like they did like family of four, and they did like family of four or whatever, and then on the on the shirts, like you see the the two big. Like the big footprints for the mom and the dad, and you have a smaller one for the baby, and then you have two for the dog. And I'm like, no, you're not family of five. You're a family of three, and then you have two dogs. You have two dogs. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, to me. I'm a dog person. Okay, so, so okay, then, okay. that's the wrong person. I was just gonna say yes. Uh, but see, but like, my, I'm a dog person too, and my wife's a dog person, and I, she's always like, oh, family of three, and I'm like, yeah, we're family of three, and we have Cooper. Yes, we joke around, Cooper, that's your sister. Uh, Addy, that's your brother, yada, 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 because that's the family pet. A family yeah, yeah. joke. But we don't, we don't say Fernandez party of four. No, it's Fernandez party of three. It'll be four, uh, party of four when I have another child. Yeah. Human. Yeah. Human child. I don't, I'm not feeling that whole vibe. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of disagree. Like, I get the whole family feel. They're part Hannah of the disagrees. family. <laughs> Look, I I'd put my dog on a shirt. Uh, I would. Okay, so. 
we know obviously Hannah's perspective is different. I went to go yeah. see my nephew in Homestead, I told you yesterday. So he has a dog. So shout out to Chewy. Chewy fell in love with who else? You. This guy right For here. For sure. For, with me. Because they sense the hate in yes, dogs. Yes, do. And then they go, oh, this guy hates dogs. Ah, we're going to change that right now. I'm going to be the one that changes this guy. It's incredible how they it's know. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, it's like the mindset of a woman. Within an hour, like they were telling Chewy, he doesn't like that. I'm like, Chewy's fine. Leave Chewy alone. I'm telling Chewy. No, I, <laughs> I go, Chewy, you need to calm down. They have a, a, a click word they say to Chewy. Chewy chills. Have you thought about what you're going to name your dog? Not, I don't have a dog. So, <laughs> There's Says no not. dog. No dog. I can guarantee you there's no dog. No dog in that fight and no <laughs> dog, period. So if somebody else owns a dog, they got to worry about naming it. I don't own a dog. I'll never own a dog. So <laughs> that'll be that. Uh, we'll come back from break. We got some stuff to talk. Frank, who's going to win the Heisman? Heisman. Well, Bonta Smith. We'll talk about that. I think I know who I want to win it. I don't want Devontae Smith to win it. Oh. Got to keep his draft value just low enough so he can make it to three. <laughs> what he wins a that Heisman. Guy. He wins that Heisman. He might go one or two. What a sub- he's not going one. Trevor's going one. Two. I don't know who's going two. Well. I don't know if it's going to be him, though. If Urban Meyer gets crazy and takes the Jacksonville job. I don't know if he's going to do that. That then again, that's you know that's the best place for free agent right now, right? That's that's the nicest landing spot right now. If you're a free agent, that's where you want to go. Of course, because you could make a change. No state tax. That's fantastic. They have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is on the way. Hannah wouldn't like Jacksonville. Though. There's no like, there's no like Winwood or anything. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM One Four Five Slam Radio. This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back. Nobody cares, but we're back. What, what are you playing there? I didn't realize it was a slower song. Youngblood. There it goes. Oh, I kind of like that song. Yeah, man. I didn't realize it started as slow. That's why you, you chose it, because you know that I'm okay with this song. They overplayed it when it was hot. I'm bringing it back. And we overplayed it here, too. We well, played a lot. We didn't, but we didn't have a lot of music at that time. So I made a mistake yesterday, according to my son and others. Because nowadays, Frank, you have to be careful what you say. And everything you say is termed wrong or incorrect. I hate that. Frank, did you take offense to the term snow bunny that I used yesterday? Never. I didn't either. I, I don't take offense to anything. You know that it was brought to my attention that it's politically incorrect to say that. What? I got a little upset when it Oh, came. no. I got a little angry. Why is that? Well, I mean, rather than try to explain it since I didn't really understand it, I think I might be better served letting someone explain it who brought it to my attention. Right, Anthony? I would explain it, but you can't hear us, I don't think. I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. I didn't think you can hear us. Um, Loud and clear. Second, The second definition of a snow bunny is... Actually, a female who is specifically attracted to a singular race, and it has other meanings. It has connota- It has racial connotations. I'm not going to put him down that yeah. road. He's and again, he's regurgitating what he knows it to be, not because he terms it that. None of us knew that. I didn't. And I was very clear that none of us knew that. Hold on, while I roll my eyes to the back of my brain. Yeah. So you know that you're, no, the re- you're the you're the EP research king. 
and you go right to the phone or right to the Mac, and you go right away, and you find out what's up. So I didn't bother. I just I got a little upset when it was brought to my attention because I was like, listen, where I come from, a snow bunny, there's a girl who's looking all pretty in the snow. So that is the first definition of the name, correct? Okay. So I can go over second definitions of words that would leave you floored. True that. And in that case, then I'm going to go ahead and say the word because you can't tell me anything. All right? You ready, Anthony? Here's going to be a lesson in vocabulary for you. Oh my. Right. Ready? Fag. Ready? Oh no. Oh no. Cigar. Cigarette. Very good. Well, who the in the world would who in the world would take that as the reason why I said that word? Not too many people. In fact, you heard all the grunts and the groans in the background when I said it. Mm -hmm. Oh, but the second meaning is it's a cigarette. I'm definitely gonna have to submit my resume. Enough is enough with you guys. I, knock it off. Is what I'm gonna say. Part of your growing up, it, part of growing up and going from being a teen to being a grown up, is growing up. And at some point, you can't always look for the innuendo, the side story, the other meaning, the funny joke within the thing. Like, it's not, a, it's simple. When you complicate it, that's when you get in mud or in the grown-up world, you step in a pile of shit. So now that it's stepped in, which one is it? So I know whether I can say that word on the air or not. Which one is it? If I'm going to be precluded from saying words based on their second meanings, no. I need to know it now because I'm a wordsmith and it's important as hell to me to say the right thing, especially in front of you guys. And I don't have a problem saying shit because guess what? You guys already know that word. So here's, a, here's another one for you, okay? So snowbird. What is a snowbird? In what my is estimation, is someone who comes from the Northeast during the winter months to, to Florida. Yes, to avoid cold weather. So listen to this. Winter visitor is actually the politically correct term for a snowbird. To the younger population. Let me guess. The P PETA got involved with this one. To the younger population. Listen to the way it started. To the younger population, the word snowbird sometimes has a negative connotation and is associated with slow drivers and clogged freeways and restaurants. If you're worried about offending someone, the term winter visitor is preferred. That's where we've gone to. And you're 100% right, because people say something, and instead of just taking it for what it is, for what you're kind of trying to imply, people try to find every angle around it just to try it. to find the wrong in it so then they can out you or cancel you, as they like to say these days. And that's the and wrong that's way to live. that's why I was trying to be professional. No, no, I understand. And listen, okay, so you're no, getting you, you had the right. You, you had the right mind. You thought. get upset. I'll go home tonight, and you'll give me a hard time about me giving you a hard time. But there's got to... Oh, you can know all you want, but the, it, the lesson's got to be learned because it, whether it's him... Or whether it's Idania hits me up on the back and says, hey, I need to talk to you. But she didn't, right? But she runs this place from the student end. And she comes and tells me that. I'm going to have the exact same conversation with Idania. And I'm going to have it on the air. Because I know that you didn't come to this conclusion by yourself. This was discussed. And it was commented by more than one. So I cleared it up the best way I know how. Driving the car into the front door. Figure it out the hard way. But I got to tell you, A, my intent when I say Snow Bunny was because this young 21-year-old lady dressed up in Asheville, North Carolina with her little furs looked like a little Snow Bunny. That's what we used to refer to back in the 70s and the 80s. 
confirmed by our looking up the word in the dictionary and its first meaning is exactly what I intended it to be. If I am taking a word and I'm saying it wrong, then I understand. But its single first meaning is exactly what it was intended. If we need to go to a second meaning to tell me I can't say things, I'm going to throw you a rifle. I'm going to give you a pair of combat boots. I'm going to tell you, come fight with me on the front line before you tell me anything about what I can say. And this is teaching because you guys have the exact same right I do when I tell you this. And don't let anybody stomp on your rights and tell you that you can't say something because if not, you're going to be canceled. I cancel the cancel culture. How about that? So Snowbunny, Snowbunny goes back to the 1950s. It began as a slang term for novice skier, usually in reference to a woman because like they were like they were necessarily firm with their feet. They were kind of Look floppy like a bunny. Innocent it came from. Right. Look. So their, their feet were innocent like floppy. So that's the reason why the, the term the bunny term. was referred to. It was even referred to in the Olympics in 1952. Mm. In movies, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. By, the, by the year 2000, it all of a sudden became a black slang, uh, kind of referring more towards a white woman. Amazing what you can do when you really read up on something rather than just shoot from the hip. So the moral of the story, guys, is on Slam Radio, you have a right to say the things that you like to say, the words that you like to say, as long as they're not politically incorrect. All right? That was a lesson on a politically incorrect word. The one I used was not politically incorrect. And quite frankly, neither was the second one I used. But we've had to stop saying the second one because it implies something else. So therefore, since the meaning of that changed from cigarette to what it is, it becomes a politically incorrect word. The day the first definition of snow bunny is what you told me it was, I stopped using it. But it seems as if it comes from that place and only that place. And there's a culture that wants to make it something else. I'm not part of that culture. So you look like a snow bunny, Hannah. Whether it was that day, whether it was that afternoon, whether it was that night or whether it was for tonight. I don't care. That's how you looked. I said it. End of discussion. Yeah, that's it. By the way, this conversation is what's wrong with the world. You know that, right? No, we're wrong. Uh, what, the problem is we're wrong with the world. I told you, welcome to 2021. Why are this, we? And I feel bad because it's, I know my son came to me to cover my butt. Yeah, no, he but, had all the but, right intentions. But, but he came to me to cover my butt. But unfortunately, it was a conversation had by more than one person in this group. So don't think for one second that I hadn't waited and licked my chops for this moment. Because it's a lesson to be learned. I'm not going to scold them in class. Okay? But it needs to be known. If that's, a sub if that's a word that's subject to criticism that I misused, I will very transparently on radio tell you that I'm sorry. Agreed. And I'm also transparently clearing it up. So that anybody who has an issue with what I said... Get it clear where the intention came from. And grown-ups worry about the intention at the end of the day. So, like, if I had meant it in a very bad way, then bleep me. But obviously I didn't. And we kid around because it's a radio show, and she, she has a role on the radio show. She's a very respectable 21-year-old young lady who's about to get her degree, who's like family to me. So I didn't refer to her in that connotation whatsoever. And while I appreciate you trying to get my back, don't feed that rhetoric. If you don't feed the rhetoric, we don't have to worry about the second definition of anything. Period.
This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Oh, yes. You know what? We're back here. I'm an idiot. Can you have one of the young potty ones bring me two batteries? Since I totally, I went in there, talked to you, but I was so angry at. <laughs> Hannah, I don't think Hannah's ever seen me. The, Hannah, I wanted you. Uh, that was a great opportunity for you to meet Brooklyn Larry. Hi, nice to meet him. Uh, you, him. <laughs> no, he came and left already. Oh, he's, he left. He's off to the side watching the show. He's off with Fernando watching the show. Oh. Um, yeah. So no, I just like to keep it real. I like to, uh, to keep it very real. In a world... Thank you. Appreciate it. The lovely senior Diana bringing me the batteries that I need so I can listen to the darn show while I talk. You didn't know that had a second meaning, did you? No, I did not. And neither did anyone on, not on my Instagram. <laughs> like, so the only people... It was fun. Ever, it, it was fun. It was. It was fun. We had so fun. So I want to apologize if for some crazy reason. Can I not accept your apology? Please. How about that? I'd rather you not accept it so I that we can drive it. home the point. Yeah. You see why I like her so much? Frank, she's like one of us. She's got... She is. That's why she fit in so hair, well. Though, but she's got like the hair thing. We should get like blonde wigs one day in the photo op. <laughs> you Frank, you like wearing wigs sometimes. Wait, he does? We, well, he wears these things on his head. He like he doesn't he's not shy to make himself look like a clown. Oh, so. I'm not I have no shame. So I think maybe we could find on a budget discount somewhere <laughs> blonde wigs. And we take pictures, we take photo ops. We gotta have fun with this because I mean with this damn pandemic. Imagine us with blonde wigs. We don't normally have hair. And if we socially distance. The wig with the beard is always a fantastic look. But if, if I like the wig with the beard. The wig with the beard makes it obvious you're not a woman. If it's cold, I have a scully that has, like, the beard cover. It's <laughs> supposed to keep your face warm. Oh, my God. I wore that walking around New York City. Everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. They're like, what's wrong? Like, oh, I'm keeping my beard warm. It's they, cold. They thought you were nuts. I can confirm for them that you're nuts. You're 100% quantifiable. Um, I had no idea that the word had a second. I forgot you even used the word. How about oh, that? Oh, it came up last night. Oh, you don't understand. How about I've that? I've been seething since last night. I, I woke up this morning. I do have a tendency oh. at times in the morning to the things that I catalog for the next day. <laughs> I don't tend to remember them right away. It takes me to rev up the engines a little bit and the hard drives have to get started and mm -hmm. the cooling fans have to turn on. Uh, yeah, I woke up with this on my mind today. I oh, was God. not incredibly. Apparently. Crazy. I'm glad you didn't tell me anything earlier when we met. I'm yeah, glad you well, saved it for the At air. one point, I was dabbling. Do I tell him or not tell him? And then in that, I had a moment of boomerish uh, proportions that I spent 40 minutes. I didn't think about it. And that would have been the time I would have told you about it. Next thing I knew, I was on the air. And then I remembered it on the air. I was like, okay, well. Um, second word definitions. Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having second word definitions. Yeah, I don't like it either because I'm going to go crazy with this. Go <laughs> off. Mm. So who, wait, who's here right now? Just, is it Larry? Oh, no, it's Larry. Oh, okay. 
There's Larry. But you spoke to Brooklyn Larry earlier. I know. Brooklyn Larry came out. Uh, it disappeared. It's almost like passing of spirit. No, he, oh, he, he came by so fast, we don't even know where he left. Right? I didn't even see him. He, he, left he didn't a, say bye. He left a draft through here and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped, though, now. You're pumped? That's yeah. good. I'm, I'm happy that you're pumped. Yeah, no, I'm not finding it. There's, it's not even a thing of a thing. Like, nobody ever dissects the second meaning of anything. Well, if, if you, like, so I looked up, is snowbirds offensive? And then that's when I got that paragraph. And then you know, is snow bunnies offensive? And then I got another paragraph. And then I found an article. And that's when I was able to find the history of where the word came from. But it's just, that's, the, that's what I was telling uh, Danny back here uh, while you were going off, was that we just, we, we worry about dissecting too much how we can get to a, to, to a statement instead of actually taking it for what it is. Yeah. You know, and, and like, people do that with food now. Like, like all these foodies, like, they just... Deal with what it is. Like, don't make all these new concoctions and stuff. But everybody just wants to be inventive and come up with things that don't aren't necessarily there. And that's what we come up with now. Now we're now we have to be afraid of everything we say and everything we do. Well, the one thing you don't have to be afraid of, and you're my, if you're in my class, is to log on to Schoology at this time and check your assignment. You have a you have an assignment to do. They call these bell ringers in class. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm saying this on the air is because I want to create a vision to people. I do a really go- good job of making invisible the fact that we have a class. Yes. But then sometimes the class does a great job of being invisible all on their, all on their own. And this class is the king of invisibility. So I figured since they're not going to kind of talk at all, and they tend, they tend not to talk on the air a lot. They're very quiet and they listen. Very intelligent bunch. Just don't talk much. So we're going to use the intelligence and get them to do some of the bell ringer work right up front. And then we'll get them back on right around 9 o'clock. And then we can talk some topics with them. Does that sound like a good plan, Frank? I think so. You like how I plan my day like that, just out in the open like that? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal move. Right? Transparency is always key. I love I love being transparent. And all my words were said were meant with all the safest intentions. If you ever think evil of me, even though sometimes I get mad, just think to yourself, What's a good nickname for Mr. Miliang? Here's one. They, because of the bald thing, they call me Mr. Clean, right? <laughs> Which yeah. is funny, right? <laughs> I'm always looking at the glass half full, right? Okay. So just call me Mr. Brightside. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Oof, Angel took us back. Hannah oh, don't he know chose about this. that song? Hannah don't know about this. Yeah, I do know this song. You know about this song? Oh my God, bro, this thing watch, takes watch. me back. Now, it, now like it's a drop. Middle school, bro. This is middle school for me. Angel, really? what are you doing to me, bro? <laughs> Tell Angel to run the board. You had one job. Pick a song. <laughs> we're in 2021, Angel. We're in what, 2020? One. Oh, I said 2021. Okay. You said 2020 or 2021? No, I said 2021. I was actually going to ask you about this. How long does it take you to get adapted to writing a new date? Because I've had to do it now. Now We're the fifth day, right? I didn't have to write anything until the fourth, which was yesterday. And since yesterday, I've written 2020 on papers, computer, documents, whatever it is, at least 16 times. No, I, I already adjusted quick. Yesterday I wrote down um, something and I put 2021. But you don't catch yourself at all whatsoever writing the wrong date. You're like not even hesitating. Not like not even saying, oh, wait, no, ah, oops, wrong date. Nothing. Nope. Wow. I think just because 2020 was so bad. I think it just, it's, it's just gotten drilled into my brain. And I think yeah. that's what happens every single year. Like I think the same thing happens with birthdays. 
So like, you're you're. So I'm 37. So I'm, I've been going for an entire 12 months, not yet, but like an entire now 10 months saying I'm 37, 37, 37, 37. Yeah. Which is awkward because sometimes I try to say how old I am and I can't remember how old I am. I can't remember <laughs> if I'm 36 or 37. But like you say it so many times and then it's your birthday and then when people are like, oh, how old are you? You're like 37. I mean, 38. And it takes, yeah, a, it takes some true. time to adapt. I have a point. The, the age for me, I always have to adapt. When I turn 21... I kept saying, nah, I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20. And then I'm like, wait, hold up. The worst was when I, when I was in school. Because when I was in school is when I had to write most of the days, most of the times and stuff like that. And that's when it really became to be a pain in the ass. Because yeah, like all of a sudden, annoying. all of a sudden, I'd be making doing an assignment. It's like one, one five twenty twenty, and I turn it in. It's really twenty twenty one. And then when I get it like a week later, I'm like, oh, Oops. wrong date. Yeah. No, it does take a while. And it and it's and it and it and it's come to bite me in the butt a couple times. Like even going to the bank, like with a deposit slip. They're like, no, you have to rewrite that. I'm like, man, I forgot. And then you don't want to, you can't scratch it off because yeah. it's a legal document, it's yeah. a back bank document. So you kind of just have to keep rolling with it. But it's really annoying. So I, I, very I'm annoying. Always fun. Something I, I mean, I always over. I don't overthink things, but I like to overanalyze some things because then I like coming up with my own theories. Like. There's a building that they just came up with here. For the last month and a half, we've been stressing about how tall it's going to be. You can't see it on the line site now, and plus the sun is blasting through, that, through that window. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a nice, clear day. Uh, the, whatever, uh, Amigo always says, day of commerce or whatever it is. But he's old, so he uses all these old terms. But like we've been, we've been now stressing this building for the last month and a half. Oh, it's going to be the last floor. Oh, it's going to be the last floor. Oh, it's going to be the last floor. Finally, it's the last floor. Or it feels like it's... The last floor. I really hope it is. So now it looks like they're doing the whole roof thing or whatever. But we're looking at this side of the building. And for the first three floors, there's no openings for windows or anything like that. Like, we know where the stairwell is because on the top two floors, it's open. So you see uh -huh. where the stairwell is. Yeah. Unless the bricks come later. Maybe maybe it's a, like, like a weatherproof or hurricane-proof building. We don't know. But I'm, I'm, I told you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave one of these days in the studio. I'm going to make a left. And I want to see what's on the other side of the building because I want to see if there's windows on the other side because it just seems Please weird that know. on this side of the building there's no windows. Yeah, it, it looks pretty weird. We I'm, don't know. Well, what building usually doesn't have windows? Like, what do, are they office buildings that don't have windows? I was going to say whether it's an office building, whether it's commercial or residential, buildings have windows. Unless, yeah. like I'm saying, like maybe it's like an AT&T building or or some one of these buildings that they that it's a hurricane-proof building. Uh, Those type of buildings don't necessarily have windows, and then they kind of store like maybe like businesses go in and store like uh, inf infrastructure, like like IT stuff, servers and things like that to keep their company running, uh, just in case that there's a hurricane. Yeah, those are those are Miami problems. Those are the things that you deal with in Miami. Yeah, you, ha you have a here. business here with internet, and it's a huge business. You have to find this, uh, an, uh, an additional site to host your servers because just in case in an event of a hurricane, then you have to make sure everything keeps on running. Only in Miami. Only in Miami. Well, it's, it's, only Miami, the Carolinas, I'm sure other places have to deal with it. Japan has the tsunamis and stuff like that. But the whole 2020, 2021 thing, I always get confused and I'm not the amigo. But isn't that like, it's always the new thing, right? Yeah. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Good morning, amigo. Did you get the good news, Frank? What's the good news? Did, did, he didn't... Did, you didn't talk to Neri? Oh, yeah. We set it up already. Really? What time are we having him on Zoom? Uh, I'm going to find out exactly what time, but we have it set up for the 10 o'clock hour. It's a beautiful thing. Our students get to talk to him on Zoom. Wow. This is awesome stuff. He says he was scared the first. Neri Sands is a comedian here in South Florida. He works at the Improv. There's other stuff. And 
quite the funny dude. Um, he said he was scared the first time he did it. Would you have the nerve to do it, Frank? Stand up? Yes. Um, if I had the right material written down, then yeah, possibly. I I don't have the shame. I mean, I mean, no. I have no shame, so I don't mind doing it. So I, I'd be nervous in the beginning, and then once I settle in, then I'd get into a groove. You started with this crap about that. I take rejection poorly. Whatever. I mean, do the jokes work? Like, could I make people laugh? Because radio shtick's not comedy. We got a mm-mm back here, but like thanks. I, the, so, so I think. Oh, appreciate you guys. I think, I think the trick for any comedian would actually have to be kind of feel their audience. So, oh, the trick for any comedian is to keep away from those two critics. I tell you, uh, uh. especially the one on the right. So, the, um, you kind of have to adapt to your audience. And I would think that, like, you start off with some jokes. If those don't work, you kind of have to try to go a different angle until you find the avenue that works, and then you can deliver those. Did you know that the tryout that qualified me for the finals for the Dos Amigos show? was a stand-up routine at Catch of the Day. Really? It ended up being it ended up Because you're supposed to go up and try out. Okay. Uh-huh. And you need to talk and just show your personality. It wasn't in a talk show format when you did those tryouts. When you did it, I know you did it. Well, I only sent a tape. Oh, yeah, you never went to do the tryout. I never, I never the got out. They put you like an open mic. Mm. I grabbed an open mic. That's pressure. I made four jokes, dropped the mic, and they said, we need you in the finals. <laughs> Within five minutes, you're, like, you're in. You're in. You're advanced. I had the easy road. I had the easy bracket. That's, that's why you ended up getting that, because you're very natural when it comes to just open just conversation. Dude, yeah. it, they make, the material was so easy. The, uh, the Marlins had just done a fire sale, one of the many that they've done. And what was so funny to me, Frank, was... I'm driving on the 836, and they have the amber alerts on the highway as I'm getting to this place for my tryout. So I'm a little nervous, whatever. And I look at the amber alerts. As I'm thinking about the content that I'm going to talk about, I go, oh. <laughs> I just start laughing. I'm laughing thinking about what I'm going to say. Dude, I walk up there. As <laughs> naturally as I could tell you, I, I, I might sound less natural telling you the story today than I did when I walked up there 16 years ago. Because you just kind of winged it. I go, what's going on? My name is Larry Miliang, and I am the next host of the Dos Amigos show. Before we get started, a little public service announcement. I was driving on 836, saw the Amber Alert. Apparently, Miami-Dade County, Broward County, and Palm Beach County is on the alert looking for a Major League Baseball team. Apparently, the Miami, uh, the Florida Marlins have disappeared. They're gone. If anyone has any information on where the Florida Marlins are, this place starts roaring. That's good. That's good. You know what I go to? Thank you, guys. I'll be around all week. No, but that's old. That's cringe. They started laughing. Really? But, but it was started, an older crowd, though. That's why that worked. Then I started. Then I, I would No, I would have liked But it followed up. What? Then I just went boom. And I just started like it was one after the other. And these people, I, well, I was six, seven minutes in. I said, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm not saying anything else. I could ruin this at this point. <laughs> and I said, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for me. Again, if you find the mornings anywhere, 305-476-TIPS. Thank you. And I walked off. <laughs> Five minutes later, they got me. Are you ready to make it? You're in the finals. Like, how did they go? You didn't. You didn't win because they knew that I was coming because I had tried out on one of the other ones and lost. Go, how did you not win the other one? And by the way, I'm saying that I'm doing the the. I guess the, the Cliff Notes version. I had to incorporate Spanish in my conversation because this, you were trying. I was trying out for a Spanglish show. So right, that's the thing that really kind of tripped me up because I didn't necessarily know how to transition between the English and the Spanish when I was doing sports talk. So I'm just telling you the story as it is, but you know, um, 
that's how I got a radio show. So it was kind of a stand-up routine, not even written. It was, I Eminem'd it. But you weren't necessarily concentrating on making people laugh. You were just concentrating more on so seeing that you can uphold the conversation. True. Yes, I was. True. I knew that I had to wow them. I knew I didn't have competition that day. I just knew I had to come in and go, so that I took the same strategy into the finals. At 600 people at, Flan at, at what is it called? Flanagan's? Was that called Flanagan's or Hooligans? Hooligans. It's called Hooligans, the one in Dayland. Chanting my name. Larry, Larry, Larry. And Stu Gott's telling the camera, uh, the photographer, that's the one. Take a picture of that one. I, I knew. It took Allison Turner like a month to figure out who was going to win. But I that night I knew. I was like, man, if I don't win this, whatever. It's Pretty not cool. really Pretty not meant to be. Cool. I think you know that story. I've said it. Yeah, you've said that. As soon as you started with the whole Amber Alert, I was like, oh, I already know. Where you didn't know that I won a contest to win a, to win a radio show? No. I was up against 500 people, including him. I, like, I didn't know the backstory of the beginning of how yeah, you so they did this, about this talent search to create the first ever Spanglish sports radio show. Okay, cool. They needed to find two people to host a show that could speak English and Spanish. And how did they advertise, I'm sorry, the... On 790, the, the ticket. Like the... Through the most popular radio show in town. They pop this. So every week they had it at a different bar and people oh. would come out and try out for this. What ended up happening is pros in the in the media industry were trying out because it was hard to get a radio job. So the mere fact that there was a radio job up for the up, up on the line for this, there were seasoned journalists yeah. that went up for this position, including Armando Salguero, who I ended up being partners with many years later. I beat him out too. And wow. Raul Stryker, I beat him. I beat out everybody from 790. All the people who worked on shows as producers tried out for this. So there were like nine people from 790. Sid Rosenberg, my relationship with Sid started him endorsing somebody else over me and making, uh, who's this Larry Million guy? Um, and it started, so I had that. So you, I, this is a story you don't know. This is boring. Do you say this for the other side? We can. I did some self-promoting. I'm going to tell you on the other side. You're going to laugh. I don't think you know this story. We'll talk a little bit about it. We've got a lot to talk about. Well, we got some trending topics to go over, right? Maybe. Now, we'll leave that. We'll shelve that for tomorrow. Because we got Neri coming on. Neri Sands is going to come on in the 10 o'clock hour. Also, I did, I did have a little food for thought. And we'll, we'll trip over this as well when we come back on the other side, Frank. Um, think this to yourself. I'll, I'll leave this mulling in your head for break. You know, I make fun of national days, right? Yeah, you love doing that. All right. So, what if we, we've kid around with the idea of making a national day ourselves. Mm -hmm. But let's create a national day, Frank. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show, MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I guess that's uh, that's getting Rick rolled. That was an interesting way of getting Rick rolled. I have no chance of defending myself, really. I've lost control. Well, but then I, you know my mic. I can't turn my mic on before he does it. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Back right here on Sirius XM 145. We come at you every morning from 7-11 in the morning. We're going to be removing and stuff and doing things in the next 24 to 48 hours 
to start off with our 2021 menu delight schedule. Whatever that means. Which would get started probably on Monday. Although Monday's a holiday, is it not for you? No, Monday's not a holiday. It's the following. Not Monday. another holiday? Already. The 18th is a holiday. My bad. What's the 18th? I know you didn't ask that question, right? I. It's too many holidays, though. Martin Luther King. Thank you, bro. Okay. Don't cancel him now. No, I, no, no. But Monday, Please Monday's don't. not a holiday. Monday, the reason it's a holiday for me is I won't be here, I think. But I, I bring this up for a reason. We got the day off, right? No. I'd like to do my show through Zoom. But what's holiday? Stop saying holiday any holiday. I didn't say holiday. You're not, you, you did say a holiday. holiday. Monday's a holiday. So that means that we have to stay off. You can't tease me with saying it's a holiday 18, and then say, oh, we're off right now. We're going to do a show. The 18th is a holiday. We're off. No, we have a show to do that. But day. then it's not a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in our meeting. We'll see. Um, I have a parade to go to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, I'll join Ouch. you. I uh, Monday, I'll be in Slam Tampa, looks like. Is it possible that I broadcast through Zoom? This Monday or the 18th? The 11th. Oh, so it looks like we have two Mondays off. How are we off on Monday <laughs> if I'm trying to broadcast from Zoom? It was a joke. Yes, we can do it through Zoom. So I carry my luggage over there, and I conduct class through my Zoom, but I do my show through Zoom. And I can host the show that day. No, you host the show. and I will co-host. She'll co-host. <laughs> you host. You here host, or you host from there. So you're going to do the whole show via Zoom? No, I'll host the show. What the hell? I'm the host. I, I'll just I host it from Zoom. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. We can work that out, can't we? Yeah, so you're gonna like, sit in a little corner and your little in, in Boca, and you're gonna be doing this. Boca. Oh, I thought you were Tampa. Going to Boca. Oh, Tampa. Oh, that's right. You're going to Tampa. That's right. Frank, Frank, are you there? Earth to Frank, Earth to Frank. I'm kidding. Too many, too many things to keep track of on this guy's things. schedule. Yeah. That's busier than the president. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have to go to New York this year. <laughs> that sucks. And I'm going to Tampa now since I'm not going to Tampa the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, that sucks too. But have no fear. Slam Radio Row is here. All right. I spoke with my partners over at uh, Sirius XM, and while they have their own efforts that they do have to worry about, they have promised us support in attaining guests. So we must create a wish list of guests, Frank, which makes things interesting. So you, Anthony, Mario, myself, we have to create a wish list. You know who else I want on the show, right? Who? Sway. Sway, Sway would be I'm going to cool. ask for Sway. That'd be a cool so get. we can congratulate him on making it to the, uh, the Hall of Fame. Alicia wants Beyonce. Beyonce's <laughs> not part of Radio Row, so it was a good try, but no. Got to think of the people who are going to be Radio Row, like maybe Joel Osteen, maybe. Maybe I'm asking too much for Joel. Joel might not want to come on. What about Jenny? We can talk about Jenny that from last year. Yeah, we can. We can. It wasn't on the lips, so I can't. I can't. I can't say that. Who did she do that to? Was it Anderson Cooper she did that to? So I can't, I can't claim. I can't make an Anderson Cooper claim. But you remember how silly I got? Do you know who Jenny McCarthy is? Yes. Okay. So she's a little bit pretty. A little bit. Yeah. She's very pretty. So she was right by our stage, and she was all, and she saw me, and I said, oh, my God. Like, I think I said something to her, and it was the perfect timing, and she just came kind of girl running up to me and gave me a kiss. And I almost 
Well, we almost had to call rescue, Miami Beach rescue. Yeah, yeah, he turned all sorts of reds. I, I looked at Frank and went, did she just give me a kiss? Not on the lips. No, yeah. It was a hug. It, it was, was a, a very. It was a Miami. It was a Miami, Miami high. Green. Yeah. It was Green. a hug, and it was. She gave me this kiss, and and it was like it, within a hug too, right? It wasn't just like a. It was a. It was. It was a kiss within a hug. It was a pre-COVID Miami hello. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not breathing. That's what you're hearing. Is the deafening silence of not breathing. That, that's what happened a year ago. Yes. I got red as a tomato. I couldn't believe it. Like it. It took a few seconds for me to realize what had just happened. Yeah. It was a big deal, but as it happened, it's like if I, hey, Hannah, why that was pretty And that was, that was as we arrived to the set, right, coming, like, from uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, because I had a little swag going on, too, right? Yeah, it was a Friday. It was. Yeah, I had that little swag going. That was our relaxed day. That we were just soaking it all in. We weren't that relaxed. Uh, yeah, we started to relax when we got there. No, no, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like, it was, the, it was our chill day at Radio. Not Rock. like we were walking in the park holding hands or anything. You didn't get the joke. Oh, well. I didn't get the joke. I tried. I tried. There was a joke in there somewhere. Not even Hannah knows. Honest to goodness, um, that was fun. I'd love to have her on with us during Slam Radio Row. How about, like, the Frank Gores of the world? Oh, wait, you're already working on Frank Gore, so I hear. Amongst others. So it would have to be during that week of craziness that we're doing that. We'd have to arrange whatever guests. And if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, and I don't know if you heard this, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I am going to jump through a table like the Bills Mafia. Frank, should my jump point be the broadcast table? Yes. Yes, that's what I was visioning. 100%, right? 100%. It's the most sturdy. It's the one that can hold you. And then you jump through. I'm we'll afraid gonna of put little, hurt. We're going to put little red solo cups on the table to make it look like we're really doing the tailgating experience. So, but we got to engage. You know how they like us to collaborate here at Slam, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we should collaborate with the wrestling team and have them bring one of the mats down just in case. That works. I'm not, I'm not a young man anymore. You want to put a mat on the table also? No, a mat under the table. I think the mat is going to be more purposeful on the table. Well, then that does take away the purpose of it because I got to come smashing through a table. Then you don't need a mat on the bottom. There's no mat on the bottom that's going to save you. Well, once I come down, it could come. That, that, that's a hard floor, bro. You're man. not the Dudley boys. You're not going to split the table in two. What do you think is going to happen to the table? The table's going to fold. And you're going to lay on the table, like, uh, discombobulated. That's what's going to happen. So if you put a mat on the table, ask you, then you, that way you discombobulate on the mat. I understand that I've been on the big stage. I understand that I, I was showcased along with... Many wonderful students, the students were showcased, and I happened to go for the ride, is the truth, on Good Morning America. And we were on the big stage at Radio Row, but they didn't give a rat's ass it was me. It was the kids. It was the kids, right? So even though it was very cool, I haven't had that moment yet. So I think if there's cameras and in a moment that can go viral and I have to jump off a table, you don't think I'm going to do it the right way, Frank? One would hope. So, but either, I'm just going to fall on the table and then lay on it. No, like you're, you're the one talking right. about you're, you're, you're the soft guy talking about bringing wrestling mats. Macho. These guys jump on, off of Winnebago's and directly into the table and they just get back up. And you want to put a mat. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> a mat. They're Bills fans. I'm not. So? But do you think I'm just going to jump from there like straight? You, you don't realize that I could possibly get a running start and I will jump up. There's no reason to do a running start. Why a running start? You just have to do like 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 D-Lo Brown, bro. You gotta stand on the table and go like this. 
And whoopa! Yeah, that's what I was picturing already in my head. No, I'm going to do the one-two-step jump up in the air. You can do the one-two-step so there. you come down, you come down with the rage of gravity. But that's not a running start. That's like a Well, you start. get... There's only two steps I can get here. But instead of standing on the ledge like I'm jumping in the pool like Squints did in the Sandlot... I'm gonna, that was a good reference, by the way. I, I'm going to jump, jump up at a 60 or 65 degree angle. You're going to have to put the table a little more out. And then when I land on it, it's going to be it's going to be a smooshing experience. There's got to be a mat underneath. What if I miss the table? You're not going to miss the table. It sounds, bro, it sounds like he's he's trying to find a way out of this. Oh, Wait, way. this was your idea. He's so just, you can't get out of your own idea. Well, like, listen, the no reason, listen, I make safe bets. The Bills aren't making it to the Super Bowl. They're <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, for crying out loud. But if for some crazy reason they make it to the Super Bowl and I have to do this, I've got I've to gotta secure myself that I'm going to be safe. So you have to understand, I'm going to do this, right? And the reason I'm going to do this is because last year, as good as everything was, it wasn't that... It, it, it wasn't that, I'm going to say, it wasn't that big. It wasn't the moment for me. I have to have that moment. That, hey, look, Ma, I made it. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. This is Dag Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. So, Frank, you know what's funny? Who were we talking about earlier that PETA stepped in and had to change the way something was said? Yeah, like two, uh, kill, um, what is it? Feed two birds with no, one... No, 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 in the show today. I know about the feed two birds with one scone. I oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, it came up in the show. We said something about birds and... A snowbird? Snowbird. You were talking about snowbirds and that PETA changed the meaning to that, right? Remember you said that? I didn't realize that Peter changed the meaning. I said in the the younger generation said that. Mm, okay. I thought it was Peter. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I put Peter in the way of that. I apologize, Peter. I was just trying to feed two birds with one scone, guys. My bad. Um, it's National Bird Day. Come on, is it really? No, you're lying. I can't make it up. It's National yeah. Bird Day. National Bird Day. There he is. Look at that, and he brought me the three-pack, too, Frank. We're never going to be out of garbage cans. All right. As you guys know, our listeners know, we run into garbage can issues sometimes. But have no fear. The MPP. The MPP is here, Matos. I text him, and poof, it appears. Like a genie. I would. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you got the garbage cans up here. You're, you're a G. I'm going to borrow one of your CDs and send, send them back. To Go right ahead. They're right there waiting for you, any one of them. You're the man, bro. See, that's what, uh, you, you know what he has in common with Mr. Lechea? He's a huachete boy. He's a huachete boy. Huachete, pavo. Huachete, ya tu sabes lo que está pasando en huachete. Huachetes, they take care of each other. There's no coincidence. You know who's a huachete? Flago. Flago huachete. You know who's huachete? I'm huachete. Tamargo, you're kind of huachete. Tamargo's huachete. I lived there for like four years. You know huachete? You don't know what that is. What do you mean? My, my tia lives there. Oh, you know what that is? Yeah. El side en la 87 Coraway. Wechete. My mom's side is all over there. National Bird Day, bro. It is also, to me, one of the most overrated foods in the history of foods. What is it? And its only value is the fact that it is what it is, and still from a caloric standpoint, it represents almost nothing. 
It's National Whipped Cream Day. Oh, I love whipped cream. I have whipped cream every day in my coffee. Oh, qué lindo. See, no, no, I need my whipped cream. <laughs> you do realize whipped cream is... What? Borderline tasteless. You're right? Yeah, no, it's not. I was going to say that. Hold on, man. You've never, you've never cocked your head back, grabbed that can, and... Oh, <laughs> never? Yeah, and it tastes like nothing. It tastes like amazingness. That's it, what it tastes like. It tastes like... like awesome. Like air. No, no, it, it tastes like really good. tastes... Like nothing. You got to get the heavy cream, though. Like, you get that light stuff, that is garbage. You have to get the heavy cream. So, it's funny because today's also National Keto Day. So, is whipped cream keto-friendly or not? I think it is. I think a lot of people use it to I kill I think the whipped cream is keto-friendly. I'm not yeah. keto-friendly. But my question is, is, is whipped cream dairy? Because it is, right? Wouldn't it be? Whip it's cream dairy, then it's dairy. not keto-friendly. Let's, let's, let's see. Oh, and it's also National Screenwriters Day for whoever cares. Look, it's whipped cream keto. Yes, whipped cream is, is keto-friendly. I'm telling you it is. But isn't it dairy? Um, I would think, right? But then again, hold on a minute. Keto people eat cheese. So, like, like, like I watch Jersey Shore, man, and Paul and uh, and uh, Vinny always be eating the cheese. He eats pizza and he like a bird. And Paul, he makes fun of him. He eats like a bird. He takes all the cheese on top and just eats the cheese, leaves the bread there. That's tacky. It's the way I guess. Especially if his name is Vinny. He's an Italian. He's, you know, that's infamia. Yeah, but he he's the keto. He's the keto guido. Interesting. All right. Um, I know we have to almost go to break, or did we just come back? What do I know? Oh, uh, we just came back. Oh, we just came back. It's it's all a blur to me. Ten o'clock, Mary Sands is coming on. All right. So this is a topic you weren't expecting me to bring up, and I know this is a short segment, so we'll do it now. Um, Frank, on our show sheet, our our executive producer Alicia has brought up a topic. I don't think it's a trending topic. I wonder why it's on here, but I'll explore it because I have opinions on this. Oh boy, Frank, get ready. Oh, no. So according to our executive producer on the student side, Alicia claims most guys have this thing where they look at girls' toes first. Oh, no. I know a couple of people that, that do that. That is a fact. That's oh. a fact. So before we go any further in the conversation, oh my God. there's a reason why women spend all kinds of money and time on getting their hands and feet done. I'm going to finish the thought in 10 seconds. It's created an entire industry, whereas it was a cruciate once upon a time to be able to get your nails done at the same time maybe you're getting your hair did. Nowadays, you can't function unless you go get a mani and pedi and you're a woman because it's part of what we do in society today. And the bottom line is, say whatever you want, the reason is for aesthetic reasons. You don't want them looking bad. And I would think, forget men, I would think just in general you would want it to look as aesthetically pleasing as possible. Um, so my question is, do I look at a woman's toes first? It, it is in the first five things I look. If the mode is, like there's some filters you got to get to. So let's be candid, Frank, right? I'm not looking at an ugly girl's toes. <laughs> let's keep it 100. So the first, yeah, roll your eyes, but if we're walking down somewhere and you see a pretty girl... You notice the pretty girl. But real beauty is in the inside. I know. And, and rare is it that you have to worry about toes. But what happens, because a male is a visual animal, is you do the head to toe. And now, by the way, humans are visual animals. Male are more visual than women. But not trying to say anything. I know I kid around when I say I'm handsome. But I've seen many a woman do the up and down on me. 
And I'm sure you've done the same and seen the same. Correct, Frank? Correct. Takes a little longer because you're like six foot nine. <laughs> Mine is a short trip. But, you know, it, 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 it happens. And generally, the, the order of business is I see your face, and then the up and down happens. So within the down, I would say you explore peripherally to see if there's that concoction of toes in the concept. And then if you're looking for that, you look for it. So in theory, I don't notice the toes, first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. You either have to be in a setting that's una playa, or you're walking around barefoot, uh, where it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. So, you, well, let's say you have a business meeting, and someone comes dressed, you can't help but notice what they're wearing, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. I'm not saying me, I'm saying just generally. Yeah. Right? It's like anything else. I've conducted interviews and this has come into play and it doesn't mean anything other than the visual pleasure of seeing you know how someone looks how many times frank have i said dude you look good today you do that has there's no gender to it mm. so i ask that i say that and i go into that detail i want alicia to explain a little better but so i don't look at it first but i look at it when you used to look at girls, did you look at the toes? Yes. Not first, but yes. Because if you remember a movie done by Eddie Murphy once called Boomerang, he ain't got no time for hammer time toes. That's true. Yep. Same way many people don't want him to go out with an ugly girl. I know it's what's in the inside. But that always comes up. Now, what? Ugly girls need loving too, and sometimes they're actually much nicer and better. Because um, they're not into themselves. I mean, I've always been attracted to a woman that takes care of herself. So I always look at that's the, toes. the main thing. I look at the toes, and if you if if you take the time to there you go. take care of your toes, you take care of then everything. You have the time else. to take care of yourself. Everything else, and that's been the litmus test. The youngsters in my life that I've taught, I'm being candid, and the reason Frank said that is because Frank's heard me say the same. Right, gentlemen, it's simple. If you are interested in a woman and you meet her. And she is well kept, meaning she is neat, she looks pretty, and she takes the time to do her hands and her feet. Then you know you have a responsible woman that has a clean home and organized in other areas, et cetera, et cetera. If you get sloppy on that end, that means you don't care how you look, and then it's a reflection of who you might be. And while it's not a perfect indicator, when you meet someone for the first time, you'd be surprised how strong the litmus test of hands and feet really are. Many times I don't have to get to the feet. You see the hands all you need. Well, it's crazy because remember we did the whole five-year globalization thing. Pitt was in here with DJ Laz, and then I had the guts to actually ask Pitt to FaceTime with my wife or whatever. And the first thing, she's like, ooh, girl, I like your nails. Remember Pitbull that was one of the tells first your wife, I, I like your manny. Right. What does that tell you? It's, it's, I've commented on your manicures. Like, Look at you go, man, eat up. Paws and claws. Oh, that was cute. That was as bad he slipped. Oh, it's okay. He's trigger fingering he's, he's, he's because he's ready. He, he's waiting for the specific thing for me to say. I ain't mad at him. He's doing good. <laughs> but Diana says that she looks at toes too. <laughs> it, I don't know, but I think it speaks volumes. 
it's not a judgment tool. It's just. I don't want to be friends with a girl that doesn't have two I, toes. Listen, if you're girl, if you're rocking with me, you gotta. If you're kid. a single dude, right? And there's so many risks already out there finding the Hannahs of the world, right? <laughs> you gotta hedge your odds. Yeah. You gotta be able to see things and say, "Ooh, that that disqualifies her." Ooh, that disqualifies her. Because if you don't have those things, Miami in particular, you live your single life like that. You're living your life on a prayer. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Tell you, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. You know why I let that song ride? Because I like that song. I love that song. You know what I also love? I love when we can really work together, Frank, and make things happen. So just this morning, I brought up a comedian that I follow on Instagram. Come to learn that uh, I believe he's like from the Sweetwater area, which is, you know, I always incorporate Westchester. I'm somewhere between Westchester and Sweetwater. I went to school in Westchester. I lived on 97th and Flagler here in South Florida, which is right on the cusp, right there where Sweetwater is. I played baseball, my little league baseball Sweetwater Park. My uncle worked at Sweetwater Park. Um, so by all means, Sweetwater's a bit. And so I see a comedian making, making it good from the 305 from my old hood. Well, then I, he becomes a partner in crime right off the bat. But then, of course, Hannah, you didn't know that I have this thing on my bucket list called I'd like to one day do a stand-up routine, even though I know I'm not that funny. Um, When's the show? I, I well, well, listen, I try to DJ when I'm not very good at it either. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stubborn that way. So we figured we'd bring in our resident expert. He's not a resident expert because I, this is the first time I get to speak to him. But just because I talked about him on the air today, I figured it'd be worthy of reaching out to him. He said, sure, I'll come on your show. And now the show improves 10 times over, Frank, because he can take the mic over and I can just shut up and listen. Because, uh, Neri, how do, we, how do we say your last name? We, we fumbled over this in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, is it Sands? Wait, my producer's... Okay, there we go. You're good. Neri's muted. Um, Neri's muted. All right, there he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like saying a bunch of stop signs. So like signs, signs, signs. signs. There is science joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, my friend? How are you? Como esta la cosa? Thank you for having me, brother. Brother, how did you embark in this uh, in this career in comedy? I'm gonna be honest with you. You have you see on the Zoom. I have a lot of my second level students here. They join in on the show. They like to chime in. They'll ask you questions or they'll laugh at some of the things that you say. Um, but the one thing they can all agree on is I'm not unbelievably funny i'm witty but i'm not to be funny like you gotta write stuff that's funny you gotta think well, it through you gotta practice it on people and then you go on a stage and then hopefully not crash and burn how did you get inspired yeah. to do this yeah that 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 part to me was the the fear that i had i remember I, uh when i first started doing stand-up two years prior to that i worked in a big well let me i worked in a big company like big corporate company you know huge company down here in south florida and a lot of my coworkers, I would just be busting balls, and a lot of my coworkers would um, tell me, "You should do stand up. You should do stand up." And I would always say, "Like, dude, I'm just riffing off of what's happening at the moment. 
those guys go like write stuff down. Like I'm, I can't, I don't do that. I'm just riffing off of what's happening at the moment. And uh, truth be told, I was just making excuses because that it just terrified me. The idea of going on stage terrified the bejesus out of me. So after two years of hearing, you should be a comic, you should do, you should do comedy, you should do stand up. I was on a cruise ship. And I saw the guy that did uh, uh, comedy on a cruise ship. He was really funny. Talking to him afterwards, I was making him laugh. And my friend just said, hey, man, he wants to do, you're making him his dream country because he wants to do stand-up. And I had never said How that to you? myself. <laughs> and he was like, you should just do it. Like, he just, it's that corny, cheesy, give it a try. You never know what happens. And that's, apparently, that's all I needed. I was like, yeah, I will give it a try. Like, you never know what could happen. And then I went to the improv and started doing open mics five minutes at a time. And that was it. Like the first time I got off stage, I literally said, this is what I was put on this earth to do. Like, that's what I was. So like, you knew I, right away. That's the similar Frank, you and I with radio, right? So like I used to run a flag football league back in the day, the biggest flag football league ever imaginable in the history of the world. I ran it. And when Saturday, everybody would come to check in, I would stand on the table and start talking sports. Altavoz. And yeah. so a lot of my friends said, man, you've been doing a talk show for years before you ever did a talk show. And I couldn't tell you how many times I would do that. People say, man, you should like do radio or something. You're really good at it. Never imagining that I'd win a contest and be on the radio as long as I've been. So sometimes we stumble upon things that we love. One of the things is I think I'm trying to, you know, the square peg round hole thing. And yeah. I can be funny at times. But man, you, you have to stand up there for five minutes. You got to get five minutes of laughs. Yeah, you got to get five minutes of life. You, I always tell people when people ask, like, when, whenever you talk to a new comedian and you ask them, the question is, how much time do you have? That's the question that we ask in the industry. And whenever I ask somebody who's new how much time they have, I always preface it with, how much time do you have when you're bombing, when you have no laughter? <laughs> because if you're starting, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you think you have five minutes because you're factoring in laughter, then you don't have five minutes. You have two minutes and you're going to die on stage for three. That's what basically what you're saying. Neri, uh, who so. motivated you? Like, who were some of the comedians that you said, man, I love this? I know who mine are. I'm curious who yours are. I used to watch stand-up comedy before there was a Comedy Central. That's how old I am. Before there was a Comedy Central, I used to watch stand-up. I used to get tapes. I used to watch VH1. I used to have a show called VH1 Spotlight. Yep. I used to watch all these shows. And as a kid, I'm the youngest of four. Technically, I'm the youngest of nine because my dad had, you know, he did his thing. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, oh, man, that's a good part. We uh, I, I am the youngest kid in a basket. I, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yes. Front to back and back to front. Yes. So, that was a fun my, summer. That summer was fun because that they played it over and over again on HBO, and I learned it word for word. I thought it was the well, funniest we, thing I ever heard in my life. We had the cassette, we had the tape, the oh. VHS tape. VHS, kids, Google it. Uh, and then uh, we had a cassette and we would play it back and forth. All like we would, like, like how kids watch Disney movies nowadays. Yes. That would watch Eddie Murphy Delirious. And because my parents didn't speak any English, they didn't know that we weren't supposed to be watching that. They had no idea. Ice cream. You didn't get no. oh, I favorite bit. That. Favorite bit of all time is the ice cream bit. That's my favorite bit of all time. Because your mother is an alcoholic. Wanna, and then the ice cream thing just falls. Wanna lick? Psych. I, I got some ice cream. I got... 
That is so funny. I'm motivated, obviously, by Eddie Murphy, but uh, David Chappelle is just about the smartest comedian that I've I ever seen. I worked with him. I toured with him. So I noticed that you worked with him, and that's why I'm asking you, what in the world was that like? We are fascinated with him, me particularly more than Frank, but Frank loves him too. I can't get enough of what he does. Um, what in the He's world so was that like? All right, so I get a call from the improv on a Friday saying, are you available tonight? And I said, yes. And they said, are you available tonight and tomorrow? And I said, yes. And they said, cool, I'm going to submit your name to see if you could open for Dave Chappelle at the Jackie Gleason Theater. And I was like, for a half second, I was super excited. But then I remembered that I was so broke that I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, if he says no, do you have any other work that I can get? Like, just like it was, it was one of those things where my brokenness uh, my financial status really took over there. So uh, they liked me. Apparently, whoever was in charge of picking the talent or picking the opener liked me. They, they liked the tape that they that they saw. And I got there. I did two shows. And I was told, if you do well today, they'll have you back the following day. If not, at least you're going to get two shows tonight. So I did my after my first set, after the first show, I got, while Dave was on stage, his people came over to me and be like, Can you, are you available for tomorrow? Oh. And I said, yeah. So I came back the next day. Dave, after the after Dave got off, Dave then asked me personally, hey, can you come back tomorrow? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Then the next day, they pulled out their calendar and they said, hey, we're going to do five cities in the next seven days. Do you want to come with us? And so every Melbourne, Tampa, and so it was like a mini, it was, he was part of a huge tour, but I just did the Florida part of that tour. Which an amazing, what an amazing experience for you! I'm he, sure he, he let him. Like, I know he, they say he's a little aloof, like he's not necessarily approachable sometimes. But I'm sure you had an opportunity to converse that, with him. Untrue. That is very untrue. He is. He was. I was the one that was like, "Oh, I don't want to bother Mr. Chappelle," <laughs> and his tour manager was like, "Stop being an idiot. Go like, go, what do you go talk to? Like, I was in my own like my own little dressing room." And they're like, go. And then I just hung out. And then he was super approachable, super nice. He would just like blah, blah, blah. And then like whenever he had said something, I would like add like just like comics do in the green room, like normal thing. I would just add a little punchline and he would laugh. And it would be like, oh, okay, he's a normal dude. But be the first night in Miami, my wife met him before I did because he was looking at all the pictures in the hallway of who's performed at that venue. And he turned to me and he was like, isn't that great? And he just started talking to me. That's I was wild. like, oh, this is like, yeah, very nice. The nicest dude ever. He's so smart. Uh, I saw recently his little 17 minute piece on don't watch the Dave Chappelle show. Which oh, I thought fantastic. was masterful. It was, it, it take, gives you a peek into the fact that he is like, road scholar intelligent like he is really his intellects at a place where a lot of people almost don't understand um but his delivery and the things that he says are just are just key do you think he is the single best comic of our lifetime right and i say our lifetime of you know generations uh, are not, 20 years look I, look I love dave and from that tour i got to be noticed and somebody that works at a cruise i'm work i started working cruise ships which is very very lucrative because I, I did that show. So I owe him a lot in my career. However, he's not my favorite comic. I, I would have, even nowadays, even right now, aside from Eddie Murphy, he would not be my favorite comic. Not Nothing against him. Oh, I, there's I, only one favorite, right? I mean, I just watched dudes like Bill Burr, and I think Bill Burr's on a whole other, whole other 
stratosphere, man. It's just, it's crazy what Bill Burr is doing. On our Sirius XM platform, we have, you know, a couple of comedy stations. I got to tell you that other than Slam Radio and Globalization is really all I listen to. I don't even listen to ESPN Radio anymore. Because yeah. when you need a laugh or two in the car, you go right to it and you know you're going to get something funny. Uh, for me, I grew up with, you know, watching Richard Pryor and, and, and so many others. But I got to be honest with you, like Chappelle was more of a later in life thing. But when you see comedians, there are many of the basic comedians from back in the day that that ring my bell. But guys like Robin Williams and George Carlin always were. So much so that George Carlin, I needed to go see him in Vegas live. Right? And, and I'm glad I did before he passed away because he was just, he was magnificent. Um, he was so so smart. Like he's one of those guys that you're watching him and you're like, oh, that does that's a good point. I never thought of that. Oh, that's a good point. And he's just... Well, you know, he's smart. Little did I think that or know that George Carlin would set in place with one of his comedy routines the rules of doing radio. Is that the curse words? Yeah, the, the curse words. You, yeah. th that radio adopted his little, you know, his little bit for that and said, okay, radio hosts around America, these are the rules to follow. It, you can't say these words. And it was, it was amazing because it went hand in hand with the routine. Um, and while I've always been a Carlin fan, I, I'll always remember that because when they told me, all right, they, the first day on the air, remember, you can't say certain things. And they asked, what can you can, what can I and cannot say? And they said, well, have you ever <laughs> seen the routine of Carlin? And I go, okay, I'm good. Thank you. Now, of course, I break the rule every day. I'm not supposed to say certain things because we're on Sirius XM and they don't care. Um, but at the end of the day, I, uh, I find that there was comedy in my day that included a lot of bad words. And yeah, I find that today comedy is getting better with less of those. Do you find that to be the case? Well, here's the thing: it, it, it for a long time, I think in the history of comedy, for a long time we were told not to do something, and comedians in general, just our personalities, are we don't do well with conforming to the to the norm. Yeah. So when you tell us not, to, it's like when you tell a kid, "Don't press that red button." We're like, well, I didn't even want to press that red button, but now all I want to do is press that fucking red button. Like, it's just a, it's a thing now. All I don't want to do. Why did you tell me not to do it? Story so of my life. Was, like in the seventies and eighties, we were told when the seventies, specifically sixties, if we were told don't curse. So in the eighties, we were like, I'm gonna curse up a storm. And then nowadays, it's like, ah, it's a, we've done that for thirty years. We're fine. We don't need to keep doing that. Yeah, I, like, I I don't get in trouble for it, but I obviously stay away from it because it's just a platform, such a unique platform to run a radio station inside of a school like Slam, and it's the only time in the history of of, of American radio that a national radio station is run by students. And in fact, never has there been a terrestrial radio station in a city that you know a major city that has run by students. So it's one of a kind. Um, but I also teach them what's real in life and what's real. And while I don't overdo it, if I slip and say the word shit, like we don't get all flustered about it because Aiden, my bosses don't really get mad. And as long as I'm not just doing it to say bad words, it might have slipped, but it may also emphatically bring a point to the, to the table that is as real as it gets. And with them, I got to tell you, the only thing that works is real. If you try to be something you're not, they tune you out. And that to me is my point. I have, uh, so I use the F word and, 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 uh, and shit like a lot, uh, only because that's the way I naturally speak, but I have zero problems when I get told, and this happened to me two weeks ago. I get told right before I go on stage, got to do clean, like right before I get on wow. stage, and I have zero problems turning that off to me. It's literally like, okay, fine. Because 
to me, when I do any joke that I've ever written, the punchline has never been the, the curse word. word. So it comes in, it, it organically slips in as an emphasis adjective than anything else. But do they said that? Do they mean that just with bad words, or do they mean that with the innuendo of the joke itself? Because I, I would, well, I would believe that turning off the bad words is easy, but changing the innuendo of the joke would probably be almost impossible. That's a great, that's a great question, and it always depends on context. It always depends on that situation. So if you have a headliner. And which was the case for me, I was I was featuring. Featuring is the middle guy. And I was featuring for a famous guy, and mm -hmm. he curses up a storm. So when he said, don't curse, I just took that as don't say any bad words. I worked cruise ships, well, before COVID. I used to work cruise ships. I used to do comedy <laughs> on cruise ships. And when they say clean show, they mean there's no, it's like PG. Mm -hmm. They say it's- Not even the 13. <laughs> and they mean- no innuendos. They mean like that's what they mean. And you'll get away with an innuendo as long as you don't say the word sex. Like you, I can't even say the word sex, but I can infer it. I could infer it. I could be say like, oh, you know, panky. Yeah, I could, I can, I can say, oh, you know, it's mommy and daddy's magic time. You know, a lot of time stuff like that. Like I could say that, but I can't. But I have zero problems in being able to be clean, even though in my normal life. Like, the only times I don't curse are in front of my children or my parents. Like, that's the only time I don't curse. So, man, you know, I, I envy you because that's something that I always... <clears throat> how do I put this? Like, I always thought to myself, gosh, maybe that's something I'd like to do. But it, it, you said it, it takes a, a set of balls to do it. It's not easy. But what we do is we come in here every day, and aside from my kids, I've got Frank, who you spoke to, and then I've got my co-host... Hi. So she's a young 21-year-old, Hialeah, feisty girl, Man, and we had fun at her age. expense. What's that? Thank God, thank God you told me her age, because I was thinking some inappropriate thoughts, and I was well, like, oh, no, my God. I get that a lot. Don't she gets it a lot. Well, a lot of people tell me, how old's the girl on your show? How old's the woman on your show? No, so I'm because 34. Especially, <laughs> especially after you tell me that you that, you're, that, you're, that your show is run by high school kids, I'm like, oh, my God, did I just <laughs> think something crazy and creepy? No. <laughs> No, okay, she's good. our intern, I'm, yeah. not Monica Lewinsky intern, just an intern. <laughs> but she's 21, very legal, very, in fact, almost out of FIU. She's uh, studying <laughs> broadcast, uh, broadcasting in, at FIU. Very funny, very witty, but, like, our comedy relies on living vicariously through her young life, you see. So, like, for example... Well, that's your thing, but your, your, your five minutes could be about how that. Like, my, my comedy is very autobiographical, so my comedy is what's happening in my life right now. So uh -huh. when I started doing comedy 17 years ago, my stand-up was about dating, being single, can't find somebody, blah, blah, blah. Welcome then to I my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen, that's what exactly. she does, Darren. She comes on the first day on the air, and we start talking about that very topic. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. easy, low-hanging fruit. She's 21. She parties. Look what she tells us almost immediately, spontaneously, when I bring up a guy. No, there's no guy. Right away. No, there's no guy. No, we there's have, no guy. So we've taken this and we've run with it. DJ Laz has made fun of her. We've put it on social media. We're going to make shirts. But that's how we find funny. And then we can replay it. You don't have a machine that presses and you can press and it says, no, there's no guy. Yeah, but I could tell the story of like, no, there's no guy and say, how about, first of all, that's the most Miami thing you could ever <laughs> right? say, right? No, there's the no guy. That's such a Miami thing to say because we always put, the the first like the we start off the sentence with how the rest of the sentence is gonna go like no 
there's no guy. Like that's no and then comma and then there's no guy. That's exactly that's how it is. That's actually how I wrote uh, it out uh, afterwards. Yep. So you know what's funny? I would have thought the only more Miami thing that you could have said would have been like, yeah, no, there's no guy. We, you, you know, we always add that whenever we're saying no, we say yeah, no, and whenever we're saying no, we go no, yeah. We, <laughs> that would have killed me. That we do that all the time. Either that or end the statement with a bro, right? Bro. No, there's no guy, bro. No guy, bro. That's my. I have two podcasts. The name of my podcast that I've been doing for nine years is called What's Up, Bro. That's literally, that's how Miami I am, that I call it What's Up, Bro, because we end every sentence with bro. Go with the plug. Tell us where we can hear that podcast. Let's get our listeners to jump on that one. Bro. You can hear the podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Uh, We are now, starting of this year, starting of this week, we're now going to be doing uh, recording live where you can watch us if you go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash either... Mount Geekmore, MT Geekmore, because we do a uh, Mount Rushmore every every week. We do a different topic. Oh my like god, Mount we Rushmore. play with that all the time. I can't believe you do that. That's become such a thing, and we do it yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, for five or six years now. And then the other one, what's up, bro? We we put little, we you know, we I, it's too long, so we put Woo Bro, W U B R O. What's up, bro? Uh-huh. So if you go to, if you go to our Facebook page, you like us. Whenever we start recording live, that's how we're gonna start doing the episodes now. Is we're gonna do live video. And then we'll post them on all the other podcast uh, platform, including iHeart, uh, Stitcher, wherever you find uh, podcasts. So, so, so the disclaimer is: this the PG, the PG thirteen, or the rated R? Just so we know our listeners can. Know oh no, we I always go. We always do rated R, but it's never. I always give that as a disclaimer, like, hey, this is there may be bad language, but it's not every episode. It's not like I just give that disclaimer because. It's really one of those free-forming. I wish I had the the what you guys have, which is that structure. Like, hey, ten o'clock hour. This Look, is what we're gonna do, if, if and you... we're gonna have. And I don't have that at all. It's a free-flowing. Like, hey, I'll talk about whatever we talk about, you know. And so, yeah, it's yeah, a whole we, thing. Yeah, uh, we. There's ways around. Like, if you're a PG or if you were PG, I could put you on. But I know your content's a little stronger than that. But I, I, I could find a way to give you that structure with your podcast, at least with one of them. Uh, for sure. God knows I have, I have the space for it, but I will say this, man, like comedy has got to be something that like, I think I'm only assuming I've never been on the stage, but I think that what really makes you happy is seeing them laugh. And the, the less effort you put into them laughing, the better it has to feel because you're like, bro, I'm just being myself. What the hell is so funny? Um, what is the most satisfying moment? I would think opening for Dave Chappelle might be that, but what most satisfying moment within a performance? Something that may have happened organically, you may have it all planned out, and then something happened that was the most hysterical thing, you can never expect it to happen during your show. So, a couple things, yeah, I would be remiss to to not mention the Chappelle thing, because while I was on stage in Miami, I literally, towards the end of my set, I was making, I hit a joke, I hit a punchline, and people started laughing, and I just stopped, and I took it in, my parents have always taught me like, hey, take things in, you know, breathe it in, breathe in the moment, appreciate what you got. So I took it in and I literally said this on stage. I said, I'm sorry. I just, you guys, like, I'm just a kid from Streetwater. You guys are literally watching a man's dream come true. Like to, for a kid from Streetwater to now be opening for the biggest comedian in our generation is pretty massive. So I just literally said on stage, I said, you got to give me a minute, man. I'm just taking this in because as a kid from Sweetwater, you're watching a man's dream come true. Uh, so that was a big <laughs> moment. But one of my favorite, as far as funny goes, uh, there there was 
if you go on my YouTube, all I do is post videos of me messing with the audience, stuff that I can't duplicate again. Uh, and I do that for a couple of reasons. One, because I can't duplicate it again. And two, because I don't want to put material on YouTube. And then you have, like, I don't want people sitting through YouTube, hours of YouTube, and then they go to a comedy show and they go, it's the same crap that's on the internet. We already saw this. So I don't want to give people that, like, oh, he, he doesn't. So I post, like, interactions that I have with the audience. And one of my favorites, uh, I posted uh, a couple weeks ago. Again, it was a, a show that I had last year. And I asked, this, this, there was a, a guy and a girl, young, young. And I said, hey, are you guys dating or what, what's going on here? And she said, oh, uh, that's my, uh, we're, we're, we're single. And I said, oh, so you're not dating? Do you guys know each other? And they said, yeah. So how old are you? And they're both 18. And when I come to find out that they're siblings, I'm like, well, how are you? If you saw them, like one of them looked like The Rock. The dude looked like The Rock. And then the girl looked like uh, white. I don't know how else to say that. She was white. Man. Look, she was look like, like Hannah. Look like yeah, Hannah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was very much like, how is this? How are you guys related? Like one of these things is not like the other. If you're both 18, I don't understand how that's possible. So then they told me that he was adopted. And I was like, oh, you're adopted? And he's like, well, my two brothers were adopted. I wasn't adopted. And I'm like, what? How is that even a thing? So it turned out, so it, it's a very funny video, but it turned out I, I was enjoying the moment of finding out about this life that this kid lives because at, ultimately it turns out that he could bang her because they're not actually related. <laughs> so that's a, like, that's, that's what. <laughs> Thank That's you, because I, I thought about the whistle. By the way, I know you don't know what the whistle is. The whistle is a part of the show. That's a whistle of, of, a, of a tech store up north called PC Richards. So if you ever watch a Yankee game and you see a Yankee pitcher strike out a batter, you hear that whistle in the background. And it's their advertising campaign. When you see their commercials on TV, they end with that whistle. It's very well known for many, many years. So I've always loved it because the Yankees after a strikeout. So on our show, we use it every time you do a good punchline, you say oh. a funny or something that's hysterical <laughs> and it makes great sense, we give you the whistle. So you've earned a few during the show and we haven't given them to you, but that one was so worthy of it that I, I took the time to explain <laughs> well, this I to appreciate you. It. Yes. But yeah, these are, fun, these are fun moments, right? If you're, That's the way I told the guy. I said, if you're not go going, if they're not going to adopt you, then you bang his daughter. That's the way it works. <laughs> Because oh, there's no, if, if if he really if he really didn't want you to bang his daughter he would have adopted you but he adopted your two brothers instead so <laughs> uh, but there's been I, I, I've enjoyed those uh, you know there was one time when there was and she's a good she's been she's become a friend but she's a self proclaimed fan of mine when we started she was I was at a show and I did a corporate show one time and she raised her hand in the middle of a corporate show corporate shows are Sometimes they're at the improv, but sometimes they're not. This one was at the improv on a Wednesday, like at two o'clock in the afternoon. You get these a lot during the holiday season. Right? I, a lot of I, these I can't tell you how I'm aware of it, other than the fact that I also also used to sell radio, and the improv <laughs> was my was my client, and they used to yeah. do buys for these special Wednesday matinee things that you're talking Correct. about. They always tried to use that time with corporations. So yes, I know exactly this, what you're talking this about. Gir this girl raised her hand in the middle of my act, and I said, uh, uh, you know, I said yes, the little pretty, uh, the pretty little Indian girl in the front. I called on her like if I was a teacher, and I said, and she. <laughs> Uh, I said, and I said, this is the most polite heckle I've ever had in my life. I've never had a heckler like raise their hand. This is like way to be called upon. Polite like, heckler. Heckler ever. And she said, when I said, yes, uh, the pretty little Indian girl in the front, how may I help you? She, she was going to ask, she was going to request a, a joke. She was going to say, hey, can you do this joke? 
but because I called the little Indian girl, she was like, how do you, how did you know I was Indian? And I was like, I, cause I have eyes <laughs> and a nose. I could smell you from here. I don't know. Like I just, I, it was one of those oh, very no. inappropriate, very non-PC moments, oh, no. but we have kept in touch ever since. And she's been, a, she goes through my shows all the time. Oh, she's, my you God. know, uh, it's, it's been great, but that was one of, fun, one of my first moments on stage where it was unscripted. Cause she raised her hand. That threw me off. And, uh, that's that's and, crazy. I, I got roasted by Jeff Ross on my radio show, and he had invited me to one of his shows, which I could not attend because of conflict, uh, calendar conflict. But that roasting thing, you got to go in there. At least if you stand up and going to say something to a comedian, you've got to be ready to get bludgeoned. There's, you're not surviving it. There's no way. Can I be honest? Usually women. It's usually women. They're 90% of the time they're intoxicated. And then 95% of the time, they're either very good looking or they used to be very good looking back in their day. Because they have, because women, beautiful women have that thing where everybody cares about my opinion because I'm beautiful. And they don't realize that at a comedy show, nobody cares about Frank, that. Frank, why are you nodding so much, Frank? <laughs> because I have like this punchline from another joke and from another comedian that it's not going to be talked about on the air. But it pretty much, when I tell you off the air, you're going to be like, yes, that's exactly what it should be. Oh, and if you can. I thought you were thinking about your personal life. If you can dish it, you can take it kind of deal. And people get too offensive by it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not allowed to bring that up, am I? <laughs> Frank's mom is uh, in the category. One of the two. She is not hot, Million. <laughs> Hey man, um, my she's best easy on the eyes. <laughs> listen, listen, my best friend's mom, uh, it had him when she was 15. Oh no. So when we were 20 years old, she was 35. <laughs> and when I say we had Anna, bro, she was like legit. And I told my friend, I, this is my best friend in life, which by the way is now a police officer for what that's worth. But I told him for years, when I was 20 years old, I said, Don't you ever leave me alone with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Because you would leave if you go to the kitchen. If we're in the kitchen and you go to your bedroom, you will leave me as your best friend, and you'll come back, and I'll be your stepdad. And I don't give a. I'll send you to your room, bro. I don't care. Like I'm legit. I have no qualms about hooking up with your mom. She's a stunner. She's a stunner, bro. You come downstairs. I don't even know. I don't even know how to come back with that one. Oh my Frank, goodness. let me ask you a question. Was your house the one that everybody used to hang out with? Bro. Hang out at the house? Bro, everyone. And everyone is going to the pool and be like, hey, is your mom going to make some sandwiches or yeah. something? Just because they want everybody to come outside to meet my mom. That's how you know That's how you know your mom's hot. You know how I know my mom's not hot? Nobody ever stepped foot in my house. <laughs> I know my mom's not hot. But every 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 friend's house that we went to had a hot mom, bro. We don't... We're not going to hang around you if you don't have a hot mom. And she would come out and be like, oye, estos niños no tienen casa porque siempre están aquí. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, you, you, uh, you, you're you, Sweetwater, but uh, what nationality are you? You Cuban or Unica? What are you? No, I'm from Nicaragua, bro. Sweetwater, bro. Come on, bro. That's how we yes, do it. Yes, you know bro. that my nickname in the hood was Nica Cubano. I guarantee you we have common friends. How old are you? I'm 39. Yeah, we got to have some common friends. There's a bunch of those guys. One of those guys coaches at Columbus. I know you know Sammy uh, quite well. Sammy told me he knows you. Maybe he's lying. Oh, yeah, Sammy. Sammy Gutierrez, who coaches on the two-time state champion Christopher Columbus Explorer team. 
Uh, but man, so you're really, really from our hood. You're hysterical, dude. Like, thank you, brother. Yeah, you know, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm legit. I'm like, that's, that's where. I mean, that's my whole thing, man. We're, we're, we're Sweetwater. I, I, that's my hashtag, bro. Just a kid for Sweetwater. That's great, that's dude. Hashtag. You, you know that? Dímelo, Jermaine. Tú quieres preguntarle algo? Sí, yo quiero preguntarle algo. Dale. Si tú no hubieses sido comediante, ¿qué hubieses sido tú? That's a good question. Yo estaba estudiando a ser maestro. I was studying to be a teacher before I got into stand-up. Entonces, por dos años, yo estaba yendo a Miami-Dade Community College, back when it was Miami-Dade Community College. Mm -hmm. Y estaba estudiando a ser profesor, a ser maestro. So my whole dream, my thought was I was going to be a teacher. I was going to be a, a, a history teacher at high school, high school history teacher. Entonces, estaba yendo a la escuela, estaba tomando las clases. And then I started getting into stand-up, started going to the open mics. Cada semana, I was missing more and more school because the improv kept calling me and the improv kept booking me. Entonces, yo todavía estaba tratando de hacer las dos cosas. I was trying to study, I was trying to, do, uh, trying to do comedy. And then at my level, as far as open mics, as far as amateurs, there was two people who are still friends of mine to this day who were already teachers. Ya, ya estaban haciendo, ya estaban trabajando por la escuela. And they were trying to do stand-up like I was trying to do stand-up. Entonces me puse a pensar, why am I trying to get into something that these people who already are in that are now trying to get into what I'm trying to get into? That's weird, yeah. So, but if I wasn't going to be, a, if I wasn't going to, I would, if I wasn't going to be a, a stand-up, you know, you as a comedian, you always a professor. Nero, so you, you had no initial fear of talking in front of a crowd because, like, like let's say, like, you want to get in stand-up. So you do the whole stand-up thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. What do I do? Like, you already had that mindset that you were already going to be standing in front of a group of people talking to them. So you already got rid of that initial fear. Yep. I had no, there's two fears that we're talking, two separate fears we're talking about. I had no fear of standing in front of people and talking. I did it at my day job. I had I worked in an office with hundreds of coworkers, hundreds of coworkers, and I would stand there and hold court in the break room and make everybody laugh. And blah, blah, blah. that to me is not a problem. It was never been a problem to talk in front of people. My fear was to be funny in front of people, hmm. to have to be funny. Because if I'm in a break room and I say a joke that people don't laugh, it's fine. They didn't pay for that. But my fear was I don't want my friends, I don't want strangers you know having to pay to get a babysitter having to pay for parking having to pay to get inside the improv see me and then go man this guy sucks like that's a fear that i had because now i have to be funny it's not a matter of like oh just be natural and just be so that's the fear that i had for a year and a half a year and eight months i'm not exaggerating i would go on stage before going and i would tremble my, my hands would tremble And it wasn't until the first laugh. I would I would hold the mic so hard and I would tremble. But when I got the first punchline and they laughed, it was like, uh, easy after that. So uh, that, it, that fear of speaking, no problem. Fear of being funny, a lot of problems. That was that was a big issue. That's crazy, man. I appreciate you jumping on with us. We, we like, <clears throat> I mean, we're, this is a radio station that, Obviously, the, a lot of what we do wouldn't be pandemic-related. Our kids would be in booths recording content for our station. They'd be controlling the initiatives and producing different other programs as well as learning about radio and about life. I teach them a lot about life and responsibility. And I love when people like yourself share the story like the one you did because you chased the dream. 
you know, and sometimes chasing a dream. Still chasing, it, 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 still chasing, man. It's always about <laughs> continuing, even when, you know, you have that dream to become a comedian, then you have that dream of, you know, doing comedy in front of 3,000 people, but you still got to keep, keep going, keep chasing. My goal right now, my dream right now is to make Ryan Garcia laugh because he hasn't laughed the Ryan, entire time. Ryan, he rarely does. He rarely laughs. He, he <laughs> we never, don't get him to laugh. So Whistle, please. Watching, that's a great line. Him. He has yet to crack a smile, so like that's my goal now. It's like my new dream. My it's goal, like, my goal is for Christopher, Francisco, Pedro, and Yaisa to show their face to you, so they know who, who was on the other side of that Zoom. Like I told them before the class started to do, and they didn't. Um, you know, it's just wondering, and, and Janai as well. I want them to see. I want you to see their faces, so you see that they actually exist. We didn't just open up Zooms around the computers here in school to make I, you think I'm we had a people. Because that, that angle, is that's what I'm a fan of, is Pedro's hair. That's, like, legit hot. Oh, yeah, that's, Pedro has you know. that. He has that uh, Patrick Mahomes thing going on. So that as, means you as, get that stay from discount. The guy who can't grow hair anymore, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Pedro's hair. I'm follically challenged as well. But you, apparently, whatever doesn't grow here, you've got it going with the beard, my brother. It took me 50 years to finally connect everything. I was never able. Once I did it, I haven't shaved since because this is a miracle of God. I think that's your Cuban side, bro. That's your Cuban side that took so long. It took unique, forever. Unique, we grew it out, man. Yeah, I know. Unica, by 16, you guys had beards when I was at Coral Park. I mean, it was fact. You knew who the Nikas were. They ones had the full beards. And they play. And, and it was true. the thing is, the Mallorca brothers used to play at Coral Park. They were the biggest kids at Coral Park. We were terrible at football, but the Mallorca brothers were like 6'4", 260, and they were the Nikas. It's because they eat Gallo Pinto for breakfast. That's Gallo, the reason Gallo why. Pinto for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, that's not even a joke. We legit eat Gallo Pinto. You know, oh, you know I know, I know. I went, I went to Nicaragua, right. and they fed me Gallo Pinto for breakfast. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Gallo Pinto and eggs, right? You had Gallo Pinto and eggs? Of course. You know, where I learned you know, where I learned to eat my Nika food was on 107th and Flagler. You remember? Yeah, of course. Manjo, on, on Wednesdays, it was a $10 special. They give you all the gallo pinto, and they give you a churraco, and they give you a beer for 10 bucks. Yeah. I was there yeah. every Wednesday. Like, I got the <laughs> Nika Cubano. We, I, uh, I, I used to, when I was, uh, I had my beard come in uh, late in life. In like 12, my, I right? was like a junior. Uh -huh. I was like a junior, but my senior year, my senior year at Braddock, I would have students come up to me and be like, sir, is it all right if I go to the bathroom? And I'm like, I don't, why do you ask? I don't, why are you asking me this? I don't understand. And then they would tell me, they was like, sir, can you help me find this room? I'm like, I don't, what are you keep calling me, sir, bro? I don't know. I have a backpack. What are you talking about? Uh, so that my, my beard came in real, it came in late, but it came in thick at the end. Well, man, we, we got to have you on more often. I know the students enjoyed having you on, even the ones that were hiding behind somewhere in the carriage. And I is probably asleep right now. Not Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's good. Well, Miss Polanco seems to be sleeping. I, I'll have what she's... Whatever. <sighs> My brother, thank you for jumping on. Let's, let's link up soon. Uh, when all this craziness is over, we'll have you in studio, and we'll have some good times with you, man. We'll open let's to do, do anything. It, and thank I you very much. Me on guys check out the podcast uh what's up bro uh mt geek more uh it's a lot of fun uh so i appreciate your i appreciate it man thank you bro do i give it a shot on that open mic on a monday do i do it what's well, so, uh, the open mics now i think are wednesday oh, i believe okay. uh and brother you let me know I'll, I'll i'll be there i'll be there not in the front row i'll be there in the back though i'll be there <laughs> In case I really bomb, you don't want to. You want to be associated. No, no, no. I just, I, you know, I, I never want. Look, man, at least, at least me, I don't want a familiar face when I do stand up. I don't want, I don't want people to think that they know the joke or they know the story. I don't want people to think that it's about them. 
so whenever there's somebody in the front row that I know, I in my mind, I'm, I, as I'm going through the audience, I kind of skip them. So I go, oh, blah, blah. And like, as I'm, you know, I don't, tough crowd, I don't like, I can I expect think that's a tough crowd, huh? You know I can expect a tough crowd, huh? It's just, it's just, I, to me, I think it's distracting if you, if you have somebody that you know up in the front. Okay. Uh, but maybe you're not like that. Maybe you, maybe you. I think you're my, oh no, Melian want, want, wanted to pack the room with all his boys and so then all his boys laugh at the fans and it makes him feel better about himself. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's how we we all do it because when when you first start off, at least down here, we they're called bring them shows, which means you have to bring people. Uh -huh. So you have to bring at least ten people because oh, I work gosh. in a huge company, and I'm Nika, so we have a huge family. I have I, I literally had like ninety people there the first time I ever did a show. <laughs> uh, I believe it because if I just go to my Nika friends, I'll have like thirty people there. So that's, that's, yeah, I yeah, agree course, with you, bro. Yeah. We get the whole tribe. We get the whole tribe over there, bro. Uh, <laughs> They get the whole track. But the, the trick is to be funny after you, you know, your first time you're going to do well, but the trick is to keep doing it and keep. But I got faith in you, bro. I think you're funny. I got faith in you. Okay. I'm going to give it a whirl then. That's what I was waiting for, the endorsement. And we got to get out of this COVID thing because I guess you're not congregating for this now. Nothing's going on right now. Is... Well, we're, we're, they do stand-up shows, but it's, you know, you got to wear a mask and stuff like that. Not the comedian. Comedians, once you're on stage, you're more than six, you're more than 20 feet away from people. So it's not really. Frank, do I give this so... a shot? I, so why not, bro? Would you go see me Watch. make a I'll go. Damn right, I'm going to go. I want to see you crash and burn. Yeah, I'll be of course, there. I'll be Frank, there. Frank wants to see me crash and burn. Hannah's going to be rooting me on. Woo-hoo! How did I lose him? He froze at the last second. Oh, and he was going to say something funny, too. His, his connection is uh, probably buffering. It's buffering right now. Like the commercial. Oh, this is great. We have this for the video. We'll Whoever's watching on this. the stream is paused in the most perfect spot. Yep. Oh, God, he's going to love this. He's still paused. Uh, you know, maybe he'll be there for the rest of the show, just like that. But I know he hears us, too, because he's trying to jump in. But <laughs> yeah, it's not working. <laughs> Am I paused? There he is. Now we are. Dory, did you pause? We've got material. <laughs> so I, did I pause? I was paused? Oh, you were paused. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh <laughs> I'll give it a try. I, I, I like the fact that Frank was very enthusiastic about encouraging you to go do it. And so, then in the next breath said, I want to see you crash and burn. It's possible. He said, he's yeah, funnier bro, than go me. do it, man. Yeah, and he's funnier he said, than me, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a whirl. I'll be reaching out to you. I think we're going to do this. We'll make a whole thing out of it. We'll have some fun with it. At my expense, as usual. That's that's I'm my good. job. Brother, I appreciate you. Neri, what is it? Saints, right? I'm terrible. Science. Signs. signs, like the signs. stop signs. So you can catch his uh, podcast. You can catch him. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm getting old, Frank. Follow me on Instagram. Instagram. I'm yes, trying, follow I'm me signs on Instagram. That's the easiest way. And it'll take you everywhere it has to because I'm drawing a blank as I'm yeah, thinking three things and at I, once. Post, I post videos up there and the whole thing, bro. Okay. Then you got to check this guy out because he's pretty funny. He had us in stitches for sure. We'll do this again soon, my brother. Thanks for doing it on short notice, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one, man. Un abrazo, bro. Take care. Come back for break. From break, final segment of the program. That was pretty cool. We went longer than expected, but he was funny. He was very good fandango. Other side, we'll do the final segment right here on Good Morning Amigo Series. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find... And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
final segment of the program. You know, I had to get a little, uh, I had to get a little uh, gangster today. Oh. Oh. What do you mean? We never got to talk about it. I was angry this morning, and then I cooled off. I go to the Shell this morning by my house to get my coffee like I do every morning. And the Shell gas truck was there to repump and refuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming in, and for some crazy reason, he can't make the turn around the pump. What an amateur. So he starts doing the reverse and forward thing, Frank. And in one of them, he starts to hit the pump. So you and I both know what happens if he tips the pump over. I guess Frank doesn't know. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I don't... The reason I know this is because I know munitions there. I, I know bombs there. I learned that in the military. Well, a leak then causes a spark. The pressure, the the pressure of the pole moving and that moving would have caused all the, the burst you needed for a combustion. There would have been an explosion. I don't know how it didn't happen. We, I freaked. I, and like I went more inside to the place because I saw what he was doing. Then I noticed he's about to hit my car and doing this. So I run outside once he clears the gas thing and I see and he doesn't hit my car and then he parks and blocks me. I walk outside. I said, excuse me, can you move your truck? I need to move out. He goes, no. I said, okay. Uh oh. I said, just as well, since you suck driving, I wouldn't want you to have to get in the truck and how to figure out how to move out of my way. Savage. So since I'm a better driver than you, I'll just get out of the way and I'll call your boss. F you, I told him. No. I walked yes. off. I moved my car. When I moved it, I went, I got my coffee, and I came back, which is why I spilled coffee all over the car. Because I think I threw the coffee. Also and this was very early in the morning. It was very no? early in the morning. I'm feisty Whoa. in the morning. And I told him, my suggestion to you is learn how to drive. Be Theo driving school because you freaking suck. I went. I took pictures of the back of the placard where it says it. And what I was going to do was call Shell on the air. But I decided against it. I, I, you don't need to go to Indeed, Frank. You're safe. Oh, thank Good God. Call. Thank God. I'm going to do it on IG instead. Oh, I'm going to tag them and everything. Just so you know, I haven't checked because I took a video and I think I got the video as well of the truck just to show that it's real, that I'm not just making it up. Told you. Hi, 2021. How are you? Hi. Great to meet you. Savage. Those of you who think that I'm a teddy teddy bear and a pussycat, yeah. I'm a grizzly and a lion, boy. You don't want to mess with me. It's pretty savage. Oh, but like I'm under the kids are here. Frank. I the lady was concerned that there was gonna be a fight. Oh. I walked right up to him and told him exactly what I needed to tell him. And what's the reason why he didn't want to move the truck? Because he's an asshole. And what finally happened? You moved the truck for him? No, I moved my car around. I don't know how I did it. It took me 36 reverses and forwards to get out of there, but I did. And I did tell him, since I'm a better driver than you, I'll take care of this. This caused for you jumping in the truck and be like, here, I'll show you how it's done, and then moving it for him. Uh, I would have gotten me arrested. I would have made the news for sure, finally. <laughs> no, ba- no press is bad press. Well, 
Just one year removed from his appearance on Good Morning America. Right. <laughs> Why is that the yeah. statement? That would be the start of the league. Nobody's going to remember you. Larry, me that, everybody. Everybody knows I was there. Everyone. Go with it here, please. David Fisdale impersonator and lookalike. I don't know who David Fisdale <laughs> is. I have no idea. No, I'll be a DJ 717 arrested in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that one for sure. Great show today. It was a fun show. Uh, Neri Signs was fantastic. Neri was great. I think he found. I want him back already. A new friend and a new follower, bro. Oh, that was fantastic. He's funny. So good. So he did say a couple of things. We had a feeling. I didn't want to put restrictions on him. So it was milder than I. I expected an itche oche. I should have brought that we do those pig Latin things sometimes. We'll have other chances. I'm sure he'll be cool to come in. He was just being nice to me about the about. He was just being nice. I'm not funny. Um, you never know. He doesn't know your necessary routine, so it's not like he knows what your material is. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see about that. I have a better chance of getting a six-pack than getting laughs at the improv. It's easy to get a six-pack. Go to the Publix. No, no, I mean the one where you work out and your muscles are pronounced. How's that going with for you, by the way? You already started your crunches, your sit-ups? Okay, so the crunches and sit-ups... Have started from weeks ago. Oh, really? This is not a 2021 thing. Did I, you buy one of those devices that it's the pulse thing, and you put it on your stomach and then push play, and then it, it works no. out for you? No, I go to therapy a few times a week so that my back is strong enough so I can do some sit-ups, um, because it's hard for me to do sit-ups with the pinching nerve in my neck, in my neck, and in my bottom back that is screaming for surgery, yet I don't want to do it. More importantly, we need to get your back straight because you're going to go through a table in about three weeks. So. It's pretty weird that I have all that going on and I'm volunteering to go through a table. But come on, what are the odds? The Bills making it to the Super Bowl? The Bills are going to go on. to the Super I wouldn't jinx it if I were you. Come on, what are the odds? Bro, remember, you're the master hexer. Every time that you put something down, it boom. And you hex it. It took the Steelers four weeks to finally come up with a win after you decided to, to start with a New York Jets. Oh, and 12. And then what happened to the Steelers? That's it. Pa fuera, pa abajo. What's funny is after Downward I did the spiral. 0 and 12 Jets, they went 2 and 2. After I did the 11 and 0 Steelers, they went like 1 and 4. One and four. That's crazy. One of the te- I don't think one of the weeks actually counted, though, because like Ben wasn't in there. They were resting everybody. Juju didn't play. The Bills are not going to win three consecutive Josh Allen looks very good. I want you to record him saying this. Oh, it's recorded. You know, it's the radio. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Let's not forget. (laughs) Oh, no, I marked the tape already. You marked it? There's no way. Cool. There's no way. Cool, cool, cool. Frank, don't they play the Colts on Saturday or something like that? Uh, They do. That's a win. Do you realize that they might lose that game? That's a win. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's a dub. No, it's not. That's a dub. No, it's not. I'm not even buying it. How you think they're gonna lose to the Colts, the the team that needed a prayer to get into the into the into the playoffs? Nah, negative. You're trusting Philip Rivers? <laughs> nah, negative. Philip Rivers, the guy that has nine kids. Come on, man. Nah, negative. I'm just telling you, Frank, that there's there's, there's a lot of teams, and I know they reseed after every week, but they're obviously as a two seed, they're going to. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They're not going to always have. They're going to have the second lowest seed to face or the first lowest seed to face. My point is, who in the world thinks that Buffalo is just going to be A-OK and, and 
when it, let's say they beat the Colts, you do realize that they would have to face at the very, very they won't face the Browns. They won't face the Browns. Because if the Browns win, then uh, KC gets them. So immediately upon beating the Colts, the best case scenario for the Bills is to face the Titans. Or the Ravens. And and you're trusting Ryan Tannehill, the wide receiver, to beat the Bills. Yes. The Bills have a great defense this year. The Bills also have a great offense this year. Name how many quarterbacks have thrown for more yards in the last two years than Ryan Tannehill. Josh Allen. No. Patrick Mahomes, who the Bills would have to face if they made it to the NFC Championship, barring any craziness. You got the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans, the Ravens. Those are potential second and third opponents for the Bills if they get past the Colts. I'm not jumping through any tables. You know what you do? You like you overthink everything, and then you try to make yourself feel better, and then you believe that that's the reality. And then three weeks are going to come from now. The Bills are going to do it, and then you're going to be like, no, I said I wasn't going to jump through the table, which in reality all you did was just concoct this entire illusion mm-hmm. for us to forget that you originally stated that if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, you were jumping through Frank, a table. Frank, if they do chalk, Bills will have to play the Steelers before they play the Chiefs. That's a win. It's a dub. The Steelers Man, can't crazy. get out of their own way right now. Okay. They have no offensive rhythm. Welcome to the playoffs. Okay. Remember I said this. I'm not jumping through any tables because the Bills aren't making it to the Super Bowl. Fernando! Let's go! Can we get rid of this guy? He's not a lot. I'm going to let... No. <laughs> Enough of you. I don't know. You guys don't talk all show and now you're going to come tell me this. <laughs> Thanks to Neri Signs for coming on the show. An uneventful first Tuesday of 2021 has us mirrored with more coronavirus cases. Tune it out, guys. Keep your mask on. Don't go out unless you have to. Weather the storm. Because fear in itself is a bad thing. It can control your emotions. It can control your bodily functions. It can make a stable man go crazy and if you combine that with wearing a mask forget crazy you can go insane so the times don't warrant for you to do this stay cool stay calm stay collected it's only Tuesday I say three more days before another weekend is before us the reality of life remains the same this doesn't feel any different than three Tuesdays ago but that's okay We're that much closer to getting rid of the mask. We're that much closer to our perceived reality, which is normalcy. That's a little uh, slide ruler that moves from time to time. And normalcy in 2020 was slid in a direction that 2021 is going to have to deal with. I wish 2021 all the best of luck with that. Because apparently we're headed in the same direction now that we were last year. That's all right. I'm going to go on my long walk, Frank. I do this every day now. Four, five, six, seven, eight miles. I do some sit-ups. I know you don't believe me. A couple of push-ups here and there. Always ends up doing the same thing, though, when I walk back home. I cause some car accidents because I take off my shirt and I ride off into the sunset shirtless. Toodles. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.